Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Are you ready to go? Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. So the three movies we watched today, I'm not, <laughs> we should just get right into it. There's so much to discuss. There's a lot to discuss there's, in the movies. There's also a lot to discuss in our lives. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's why I, like, I mean, there's so much to discuss in our lives. Like, like there's I, just so much to discuss, period. I don't want to talk about what's, what's going on in our lives, though, because... It's just going to put me in a different mindset than what this podcast you, you mean today a, needs to be. You mean a terrible mood? Like you? Oh, I'm in a fine mood today. <laughs> like yes. I'm okay now. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. I'm aware. But, I've been here the yeah. whole time, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Mm-hmm. What time did you go to sleep last night? It's like seven thirty at night. Cool. And you know what the great thing was? I woke up and I'm still fucking tired. Man. You woke up at what, 6.30 in the morning? I, I remember specifically. So I fell asleep on the couch at 7.30. You got me awake and told me to go into the bed around like 8, 8.15. I woke up at 1.15, 4.05, and then ultimately I got up at 6.30 to go uh, work out. Uh, the reason so you why didn't I, really sleep. Yeah, but like those things were like I woke up and I quickly went back to bed. It wasn't like, like I was... like an undisturbed sleep. You know the last time I had an undisturbed sleep was? Like you were eight. When I was in my fucking mom's womb. <laughs> uh, if you're new here, we're married, we talk about movies. Uh, and we, our lives. We covered the married part first, then we covered the, the movies, uh, which today we're finally finishing the Fast and Furious saga with Your part ear is three. super red. I don't know why. Um, Great. You mean the ear I can finally hear out of? Because <laughs> last time we did this, I couldn't hear out of my ear? Or maybe that was last week? I don't remember when we recorded uh, you mean last week when I randomly started getting kidney stone pain again and before I pissed another stone on my fucking dick? He's you mean, a big stone. You mean last week before, uh, before your car got towed when it was just right down the street at our fucking pool because we were getting ready for our roof to be repaired? Last week before our roof is getting repaired? Last week before my work caught on fire in a metaphysical sense, not in an actual sense? Metaphorical. Metaphorical, whatever, and metaphysical. That's not the right usage of that word. You mean last week before we worked for like 12 hours straight on our house on Sunday and I felt like I was going to die afterwards? All that? Yeah, nothing's been going on. It's been fine. I mean, okay. You mean last week, like you not leaving town for four days tomorrow, next week? Last week? What? Huh? What? What? <laughs> it has been... Something. Something. But we're through it. It's Wednesday, September 13th. Yes. When we're recording. We've had like nine birthdays in the past week. Well, yeah, because it's September. Everyone's, god damn. New Year's babies. All the fucking, all of our friends' dads are dicks for giving their dicks as presents. Yes. (laughs) Who, like who's like, oh, let's have sex on Christmas. That's just weird. Well, no, it's Christmas and New Year's. Oh, yeah, I guess New Year's is play. Yeah, okay. 
I'll have New Year's. Yeah, Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, people have babies on New Year's, right? Uh, hey! <laughs> hey, not us. Um, anyway. Anything, anything <laughs> going on in your world? All of the things you said. Yeah, but anything else. I, I want to make sure, you know, if I get a bitch sesh in, you get a bitch I don't sesh need in. A, I don't need a bitch sesh. <laughs> I just, I don't need a bitch to these people. I bitch to you. I just said that so I hear you say it. I just, difficult to say. Um, No, I mean, work has been kicking my ass, but Mm -hmm. uh, it's been great. Um, Stress because I'm going home tomorrow uh, to Miami for a few days. Rosh Hashanah. For Rosh Hashanah. Lashana Tova. Happy New Year to those who celebrate. What? So whatever you said. It says Shana. Tova. It's not difficult. Rosh Hashanah Tova? Sure. Sounds like a sounds like somebody Anna Kornikova beat at Wimbledon. Okay. Um Yeah, so I've just been, yeah, exhausted. Uh and that's it. I mean I am pretty much status quo. Because I'm always I, I, I like regret that. asking you now because at least mine I had I'm details. Always like that. I had but what? Things. It's not. It's not any different. I'm exhausted because I don't sleep very much. I am mentally drained because I have a very demanding job that I do love. I just live my life like that. And on top of it, we watched these three movies. <laughs> and we watched these three movies. And on yeah, back yeah. to back. But it's to like you complain when days. like, oh, your ear hurts, like. I get my period no, no, every my, month. My like, ear didn't hurt, Samantha. Okay, whatever. I get my period every month, and it's like debilitating, and I still work through it. Yeah. And I'm still here. I show up and suck my dick. Like, what do you want? I had more black shit in my ear I don't want to know any of that. Exxon Valdez explosion. Okay, I don't need to know any of that, because it's disgusting. Take better care of yourself. You take better care of me. It's your job. I'm not going to clean your ears. You That's ears? weird. My mom used to do that when I was a kid. I used to have to put my... Like, I, I think I, this was happening until I was like 12 years old. That's weird. I do it right <laughs> now for Jillian so she doesn't stab herself yeah, in the brain. I would, like, I would like lay my head on my mom's lap and she would shine a flashlight in my ear and she would like dig everything out of my ear. That's disgusting. And I think that's why my ears are fucked up because I'm like, that's oh, that's just... I don't know what's happening anymore. That's so gross and yep. the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Yep. Also weirder is my dad was sitting in between me and my mom's lap. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the movies because we have a lot to we discuss. We have a lot to talk about. As I mentioned, I think we watched these Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Am I wrong? Uh, 10th? Ele- yeah, we watched these on the 9th, 10th, and 11th. Yep, 9th, 10th, and 11th. That's psychotic. Uh, <laughs> yet, here we are doing it because we want to get it done. We finally get to draw a random movie at the end of this. It's been months. Um... We finished, as of now, the Fast Saga, because these are the movies that we own, because that's the rules of the podcast. We will cover Fast X at some point, either before the year is up, or we will kick off 2024 with it. Oh, joy. Yes. Rapture. Uh, But until then, I will read Fate of the Furious, Samantha will read Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, and then I will read F9, the Fast Saga. Oh, come Remember we had the seven disc set and it was like one or two sentences? Yeah. Look at how much fucking small ass oh writing is in the back of this tiny. fucking box. Oh man, I'm going to struggle Good with this. Good lord. I think yours is not as bad. It's, it's still it's kind still, of bad. It's still, but this is that's absurd. That's absurd. That's like, that's like size six. 
Vin Diesel, Dwayne Johnson, and Michelle Rodriguez lead an all-star cast as the global blockbuster franchise delivers its most action-packed, high-octane adrenaline rush yet in The Fate of the Furious. Fucking run-on sentence. Mm-hmm. Now that Dom, Diesel, and Letty, Rodriguez, are married, and Brian and Mia have retired from the game, and the rest of the crew has been exonerated, the globetrotting team has found a semblance of a normal life. But when a mysterious woman, Oscar winner Charlize Theron, seduces Dom into the world of a crime he can't seem to escape and a betrayal of those closest to him, they will face trials that will test them as never before. Why are you doing you said a world of a crime he will never escape, but there is no A. Oh, fucking hell. You added a word. From the shores of Cuba and the streets of New York City to the icy plains of the Arctic Barents Sea, our elite force will crisscross the globe to stop an anarchist from unleashing chaos on the world stage. To bring home the man who made them a family. You're gonna fucking nitpick me on a fucking nitpick. A? You added a word. What do you mean? It's not a nitpick. A is not a word. A is a word. I'm not getting this Charles Barkley Shaquille O'Neal argument. Man, A ain't no word. <laughs> That's exactly something Chuck would argue. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Am I? I'm not wrong. You added a word. You are correct. Go ahead. Okay. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, that's one. It's an ampersand. Go ahead. Not if you're going to be a dick no, I'm about not be it. A dick. I'm, I said really? Because yep. you're a dick. Fast and Furious fun says Scott Mendelson Forbes. Oh, I have to take off my glasses to see this. Take off my glasses to read. That's lovely. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you have two eyes that work. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham return to their unforgettable roles as Hobbs and Shaw in this action-packed feature from the blockbuster Fast and Furious franchise. For years, hulking lawman Luke Hobbs, Johnson, and lawless outcast Deckard Shaw, Statham, have traded smack talk and body blows. But when cybergenetically enhanced anarchist Brixton, Idris Elba, gains control of an insidious bio-threat that could alter humanity forever... Hobbs and Shaw must partner up to bring down the only guy who might be badder than themselves. Suck my dick, motherfucker. F9 the Fast Saga. Unbelievable jaw-dropping action, says IO9. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) Can you just look up what IO9 is and hope you don't get a virus? Gross. Hang on, hang on. IO9. Uh, Oh, it's like Gizmodo. It's like, yeah, okay, it's like a fucking tech website, okay. You know, who you want reviewing your movies. <laughs> Dom Toretto thought he'd left his outlaw life in the rearview mirror, that's one, but not even he can outrun the past. When his forsaken brother Jacob unexpectedly resurfaces as an elite assassin, the crew comes back together to help Dom settle an old score and stop a familiar foe's diabolical plot from destroying their family. Coming from the back of the background of this is so fucking... Yeah, doing this again. Franchise veteran Justin Lin returns to the director's seat for F9 and delivers a supercharged version of the hit film. From extended action to spectacular scenes that weren't shown in theaters, F9 the director's cut explodes with additional content that can only be experienced on home entertainment. Okay, so got one on each, so I'm still up, what, two? Yeah, I'll tell you in a second. Two or one, I think. Not ideal. Alright, so we added two for you. Uh, You are... Up to 10 to 12. God damn it. That's a long way to go to 25. That's all right. Uh, I all feel right. such a weight. 
<laughs> lifted, lifted off we, our shoulders because we, we watched all nine of these fucking movies. And look, I say that after, as we kind of covered on last episode, because that episode we had Fast Five and Furious Seven. What has been so much more of an enjoyable journey than we were expecting We've actually it watched to be. ten movies, babe. Because Hobbs and Shaw... Oh, ten. Sorry, sorry. ...is sorry. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was, like, sad that we kind of had to pivot last week and do Reservoir just based on schedule. Because, like, man, we're coming off of Furious 7. Let's fucking yeah. go. Yeah. Let's fucking keep this rocking and rolling. And, like, after having watched these three movies... Not necessarily all three of these movies, but I think where we, not to jump ahead like an hour, an hour and a half, we've left on quite a sour note, <laughs> just in terms of like where we, had, where we had come, right? Look, yes. So we will start, as we've done this entire time, we will start with the furthest away movie and work our way towards... The present. Most recent. Mm-hmm. Which means we start with The Fate of the Furious, which for me was a fine experience. I will add that we were in quite a, an altered state when we were watching the movie. <laughs> if, I could, if I could share. Uh, we, were, we were having some fun, uh, which I think helped. But while that movie doesn't reach the levels of Fast Five and Furious 7 to me, I still had a lot of fun watching the movie because... Well, number one, because, like, the the whole gang was still there, although some of the gang was just not hanging around with some of the other gang, which we'll get into in a minute. But... <laughs> It, it felt like a Fast and the Furious movie. It did. It, it did feel like a Fast and a Furious movie. <coughs> it, it escalated significantly in terms of the stakes, in terms of the actions, um, and escalated to a bizarre level uh not quite as bizarre as f9 f9 but and and, okay f9 i would say bizarre this movie i would say somewhat predictable and i think unnecessary but i like the villain of this movie okay conceptually oh (laughs) i and think that uh like because it it's kind of like you don't ever get the why the motivation for the chaos that cypher brings and for me it's kind of like the um some men just want to watch the world burn like a uh a joke you're comparing cypher to the joker no 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 I said conceptually. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. You have a caveat. It's still comparing the two. This movie... In terms of their motivation being, there is no motivation. This franchise peaked, this franchise peaked with villains in Furious 7 with Jason Statham and Jamin Hansu, even though he was wholly yes. underused. Um, this movie's... Oh, this franchise, to me, has always had a villain problem. This movie being one of them. Uh, 
But that was okay because we still had... This movie did enough of the things that I, for lack of a better word, loved about Fast Five and Furious 7. Mm-hmm. Plus it sprinkled in some of the old style. So like the fact that the movie starts, we have a dope-ass racing scene to start. Yeah. Maybe one of my favorite racing scenes of the franchise when they're in Cuba, as we saw written in the water. Because at this point, Justin Lin is... Oh, no, sorry. This isn't Justin Lin. Nope. This is F. Gary Gray, because Justin Lin was making the Star Trek movie. I think Gary... Uh, F. did a fine job. Uh, <laughs> What'd you call him? His name's... I don't know what the F stand is. Probably Franklin? I don't know. Gary, <laughs> uh, Gary Gray. He decided to stylize some things, so, like, Havana was written in the water. I'm like, come on. We're, we're Fast and the Furious here. We, don't, we ain't gonna get fancy. Butts were... Oh, no. But we butts, got fancy. Butts were back right away. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. You have to wait 45 minutes to see girls close up to butt. I'll no, yeah, that. yeah. You, you saw the booties. You saw the... And then we saw Race in Cuba where Nas somehow wasn't ham and mustard. And... and it just started out with a bang bang. And Vin Diesel spoke Spanish like Jabba the Hutt. I, <laughs> I lost my mind when I heard Vin Diesel speak in Spanish. I was like, that somehow sounds like a different language. Isn't he Spanish? Reiterate, his name is Mark Sinclair. Don't know, probably. Uh, <laughs> but the way he was like, it's just because he's so fucking like gruff now that it's just bonkers. Uh, but it's a racing scene that ends with a car engulfed in flames as it's avoiding a massive crowd of people and going to the water. So I'm fine. I'm happy with that. Um, and then from there, we kind of kick off the story pretty quickly with one hell of a hidden exposition scene with Dom meeting an immediately out of place Char- Charlize Theron on the streets of Havana. Um, and, like, you're just kind of off from that moment as we then have to cycle, circle our wheels and catch back up with everybody else, which catching up with everyone else is Hobbs hilariously teaching children to do the haka and other children. The haka... Being a soccer coach, like, honestly, I want him to be Jillian's soccer coach, like. So, you know as soon as you get that 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 choice of a tight shot on somebody, like, like Ted Lasso did it with, with uh, Roy fucking Kent. Roy Kent. Mm-hmm. I've seen it other places before. Sure. Yeah, you Either know. One of those. You know, it's like, okay, he's talking to children or somebody he shouldn't be talking right, to. Right, right. And he's talking to kids playing soccer. And then they elevate it with the rock, having them do the haka. And it was This tradition Samoan dance. And they leaned into his heritage. Well, they also leaned into the fact that the rock thrives when the rock is... I've seen it a lot on the movie and wrestling subreddits. This characterization of arguably the... Not at this point, arguably. The three greatest movie wrestlers ever. Batista's the best actor. Seen as the mm-hmm. best comedic actor, The Rock's the best movie star. Yeah, I, 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 I think, I think that that's one hundred percent correct. Super correct. But I think it discredits. What about the, the Miz? <laughs> the Miz is the one that answers the phone the most. And Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase is the one that's going to prison. Uh, Dwayne Edge. Edge is the one that does Viking shit. Big Show. Stop it. <laughs> Uh, and just the one, <laughs> Big Show's the one that knows Adam Sandler. Uh, <laughs> it discredits Dwayne because Dwayne also excels when he's in that kind of marvelization of big budget movies where he's in this balls to the wall action scene oozing charisma thing and he's able to use 
that rockness of his peak of wrestling and throw some humor into things. So that with the scene of him kind of verbally browbeating the guy that's trying to get him to come out to do the job and also remarking on how there's so many uh, wives Mom. there. Moms the moms there without kids. They don't even have kids. Just and then he's got a, him. lots of Tay-Tay concerts. Yeah. And he just felt totally different than the Hobbs we've seen in the previous three movies. He felt And I was totally fine. I was totally fine with it. Yeah. And I think it was purposeful because this is the movie where the beef starts. Oh, yeah. Uh, not that the beef hasn't started with Vin and Dwayne just from looking at them. Hashtag uh, big meaty men slapping meat. But from this, the amount of times that the two of them are purposefully shot in a way that the other person is obviously not on set that day is crystal clear in this movie. And I think Dwayne kind of kicks it into another gear, so I don't want to beat around the bush, but he's my MVP for this movie um, because I think he made it a point in this movie to be blatantly better than Vin Diesel in everything as it relates to acting and charisma. Well, sure. And this is where the Shaw chemistry just goes off oh. the charts. And he just starts spouting out cool-ass rock lines, like the fucking thing about shoving a toothbrush up his ass so he can brush his teeth when he's shitting or something. I don't remember what the fuck it was. But he is just fucking, for lack of a pun, flooring it in this movie at all, at all costs. In a way he wasn't even doing in the other movies. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I I, uh, I agree. Like, he's just so extra, but it works oh. really well. And you still get a lot of, of him with the other characters. And, and I think... Well, you get it more in this one because Vin is split off for most of the movie. Right, right. So, yeah, so you and, get and, and it works with them. Yeah. And it works. And then... Well, <laughs> excuse me, sorry. It kind of works because then they immediately... The, the, the setup and the premise in all these movies has always been weak and odd and forced. This one is when it really starts to go off the rails because they're giving him a task where, like, okay, if you fail at this, you're going to jail. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> How does that work? We're coming to you to solve this problem, and if you fail... You're a criminal. Yeah. It's uh, it's absurd. Just like it's absurd that when they're finally on the mission, everyone's everyone's here. We're running to to get this. It's like a warhead, right? Like a nuclear fucking warhead, essentially. It's an EMP. An yeah. EMP. Sorry. Uh, they're all talking to one another in between all their different vehicles. Somehow. There's not an indication. Somehow. There's no. There's no earpieces. You don't see anything there's on no the cars. Bluetooth. No, they're just psychic at you this point. You know, there's point. no Apple Car play happening here. No. Uh, but but this franchise, at this point, eight movies in, has got me to where I'm like, good to have him back. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so fucking mindless. I mean, it's true. But, and it's true. And it's for your... Right. It, it, it's mindless fun. And, like, you pop when the characters come. Spanish boys show up. I popped. I popped for the Spanish boys at the end, towards the end of the movie when they showed up. They weren't in this one. Yes, they were. No, they weren't. I think the only time they were in these three movies was the younger versions of them in F9. I'm pretty sure. We'll get through our notes and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And the betrayal is fine because it's, it hasn't been fully telegraphed 
in terms of what the agreement was to that point. Um, but then that that swerve was right. overdone. Oh yeah, sure. Let me let You're me gonna guess. guess. So between fate You're not gonna guess. Fate hub. So let me ask this. Did any movie break the record? Oh yes. Which oh well you actually can't tell me because it would be the most. Alright, so of the three, I think the one that had the most swerves. Oh, it's between two. I'm gonna say it's this one. No. So it's F9. Yes. Okay. This one had 202 swerves. <laughs> You're so stupid. Hobbs and Shaw had 154 swerves. Decent yeah. showing. Uh-huh. Uh, Decent showing. F9, 224 swerves. I was so torn between the two. F9 is the correct answer. F- oh, F9's oh the correct absolutely answer. it's the correct answer. This one got up there. This one like broke 200, which the record the was most. like 180. Yeah. It's the second most. But this one just had like... Elena's pregnant. It's Dom's kid. Shaw becomes a good guy. Like it has a ton of swerves. Roman's in the ice. It he forgot his snow time. Like it's got <laughs> that's not a swerve. Launch the torpedoes. Like they're stealing a submarine. It's got a lot of swerves. Okay, you're not expecting it. Uh. So okay, I appreciate that. Oh um, uh, yeah, yeah. You better. Swerve, he names the baby Brian. Like, that That was the... So, Brian's not even dead. Like, that. that's, that's my, the last swerve. That's my last note. That's the last swerve. Brian He's not is, like, Brian's still alive. They're like, I know it makes no sense in the context of the movie, but name him Paul. Like, yeah. just name him Paul. Or name him, I don't know, name him, uh, what was what was his dumbass uh, cover name in the first movie? It was something like like Spiners. Name him, <laughs> I don't know. Spiner? Name him something stupid. I don't know, it's the Fast and the Furious movie. Fuck it. Um, so yeah, so then we have... Look, Leon Santos were Spilner, in this movie. Spilner, I think it was. Spilner. And we'll, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. The Fate of the Furious. We'll get to it. It could be they... an archival stuff, I don't know. Because they keep showing shit from other movies in this. Uh, so yeah, so then Hobbs goes to jail. Uh, and then he's... The, the other thing is, this movie... This movie is the one that establishes... I know, which is crazy at this point. You know what? Any laws... Of body and physics and sense, they're gone. Luke Hobbs is the Hulk now. Like he, in the span of five minutes. No, 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 not the Hulk. Not the Hulk. If you're gonna say get it right, Captain America. No, he's the fucking Hulk. No, he's Captain America because he takes a guy by the neck, little nobody, and is able to lift him and turn him horizontally against yeah. a wall. He's ripping benches off of fucking. That's not even brick. That's like concrete, concrete walls. In the benching, ju- benching it, benching a bench. Right, but is it? Isn't this also the one where he was holding the helicopter? Or is that a different one? That's, that's the next one. Uh, the next one. This is the one where uh, I, yeah. I make a point in the climax of the movie. Uh, Dom does something. He's such a I wrote Dom ex machina because it's impossible for him to not be the ultimate hero and impossible for him to not get out of the most ridiculous situations. I'm like, no wonder why Dwayne is upset. And as I'm writing it, he throws a torpedo. <laughs> okay, never mind. He gets his shit in too. It's it's a moot point, this argument. They both are they both are okay. Um so did so what I've said I 
not tipping my hat to my overall rankings and my score, which unfortunately I don't have my individual rankings. Do you have those for me? For the movies? Yes. Yes, I okay. have them. Could you give them to me just so I could write them down? So I want to make sure I'm, sure. I'm doing so this correctly. So for the so, first one, Fast and the Furious, yes. you gave it a 5.5. Okay. Too Fast, Too Furious was a 3. Okay. Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift was a 6.5. Okay. Uh, I was going to say the next one was a 9.5, but that was The Great Dictator. Yeah. Uh, Fast and Furious was 3.5. Okay. Uh, Fast Five was eight and a half. Okay. F- Fast and Furious Six was a five. Okay. Furious Seven was a nine. Perfect. Thank you. That that catches me up to where we are. I just wanted to know that so I knew where my yep. my score and my yep. rankings were going to be. Um. So this, I believe, is going to be my third favorite of the franchise at the end of it, just because. Despite Fate of the Furious. Fate of the Furious. This one we're talking about. Yes. Throughout all of it. There is so much stuff that is still... This this movie, I think, more than any other ones, treads the line between stuff that's just undeniably cool... And stuff that's undeniably ridiculous. And, yes. and Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It just treads that bad movie line perfectly in a brilliant way. Yeah. Things like uh, Vin Diesel trying to cry. It's... Always something. <laughs> and in this Always movie, something. he this, has to do it a lot be, based on the, the com- reason the why reason. Cypher yeah. is, yeah. you know, blackmailing him v- into doing Vin Diesel things. also has to react appropriately to things, which is also something really interesting. Uh, there's a scene, one of the action scenes, uh, where they harpoon his car. Yep. All the other cars harpoon his car. And Vin Diesel reacts to every harpoon that goes into the car. And I, I'm not sure what emotion he was trying to convey with his face. But. I have this note too. But it was something. His it, faces, it may not have been appropriate, but his, it was a face. His face is while getting caught. When they harpooned him, it was maddening. His faces getting caught were like. What I imagine Bill Murray's faces were on like the ninth day of Groundhog Day. It's like this is like, what again? How? What? Huh? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like how is this yes. happening to yes. me? They are fantastic, but uh, not in not in a actually fantastic way. Oh no no no, 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 in an awful way. Yeah. Um, but that said, I think probably in my top three. Scenes in the franchise is the fucking prison breakout. The prison breakout is awesome because you have some dope ass lines like "keep waiting, bitch." You have Jason Statham drop kicking and hurdling dudes like it's nobody's fucking business. You have Hobbs somehow bouncing off a fence to continue attacking a different yeah. direction. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the it greatest. Is one of, it is a great scene. The thing the that I can scene. fully appreciate about the about this movie and the franchise is their ability to excel in three or four different kinds of of, of action pieces. So of course, the racing scenes. Of course, like the heist scenes, um, but at this point, the fight scenes. I mean, we saw it in Fury Seven with the the first Hobbs and Shaw fight. Yes, throwing one, through the throwing through the building, through the windows. And yeah, stuff. but yeah, this it, prison fight scene was was great. It's incredible. Um, every time we go back to 
Dom and Cypher is a big step down in this movie because it's just an absurd premise. It, like, him being quote-unquote evil or, like, turned, despite however you feel about the reasoning behind it, right down to the fucking kiss and him, like, letting whatever happens, happens. Oh, I was like... I wrote that down. I was like, it's not believable. It's no, like it's, a it's wet fish. And... And I just feel like like that wouldn't happen. Like no, yeah, we've seen this guy, and it, and it, it it's so out of character. It really is, and it's like you you spend all this time building up this character of Dom and like what he's about, what he does, and then well, you kind of he's th- about family, right? And then you throw it all away because. You can be about family and not do this shit. Yeah, you can figure a way out. I, I don't know. Right, yeah, yeah. It's but... just hard. It, I just was thinking in my mind the whole time, uh, one of my favorite lines from The Matrix, which is just, God damn it, Cypher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's all the God's eye horse shit. Yeah. But we're at the point now where we can say why he is doing this, which I will say out loud. And if you don't haven't seen the franchise, let this, you know, percolate in your brain. So he forsakes his family, notably his wife, that he thought was dead for many years. No, I I still am not sure of what the actual time is in between each oh, one of the oh, movies, I'm, except time, for like time. Uh, time F9, is time is a flat they said circle. it in F nine. They said, "Oh, it's been like oh, they did. Years. I didn't pick that up. Yeah. Anytime it's just thought of, I'm just too busy trying to think of it from another scene. I'm not listening. Yeah. So he forsakes his wife. Because his, for lack of a better word, mistress. Well, no. So his girlfriend, when he thought his wife was dead, had a child that he did not know about, and it was his son, apparently. And it's his son because uh, look at him—he looks like fucking an idiot. Uh. And that, well, no, and so, and it's just bizarre. It was like, oh no, it was. It, it had been a year and a half. We said it's like must have been. Because she was that pregnant. That doesn't make any fucking sense. She the timeline said, is so She fucked. said she was pregnant right when he found out Laddie was still alive. Which means it's been at least a year. Because that baby is... It, it's a few months old, at least. Yeah, that baby, that baby is less than one year old. Less than one year. But you're pregnant for nine months. So, it, you know, it, it, it has to have been at least a year since the other movie. Yeah, but we've had three movies since then. No, this would be the third. What? Because they, they got together. She was introduced in Fast Five. They are with one another in Fast and Furious 6 when Letty comes back by the end of it. Yeah. So I guess it is. Okay. It's still. Well, because F9 fucks it up because that kid is saying full fucking sentences yeah, by he's that like, movie. He's like, he's yeah, three. He's got to be three there. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like two years after this. Stupid. Minimum. But regardless. <laughs> Yeah, it's bizarre. So, I mean, time travel why, should be a thing in these movies by this point anyway. He's doing it because Cypher has kidnapped Elena and the son and is holding them hostage and threatening to kill them. So he's at her beck and call and whim and turned against his family and hasn't said anything to anybody and is helping to... All of a sudden now, he went from being a street racer with a temper to being a international thief still racing person um and helps 
infiltrate and steal all of these different pieces of, of things. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. The the meat and potato story at hand is just a little rough to to take here. It just is. Um, yeah, but I, I like some of the environments and settings we go to. Like New York City is an interesting choice for them to not have traveled to before. Feels a little bit homogenized, but that's just New York City, and it, it's it's okay in its own way. Um, the movie also does a thing where. And we even called it out as we were watching it. It gives us a little, like, non not non-linear, but it gives us stuff out of context that we later, like, flashback to. So when Dom goes to meet uh, Helen Mirren, goes to meet yes. Mrs. Shaw, yes. we're like, did we miss something? How is he going to meet her right now? Because also you don't 100% know who she is right away, even though you, you fucking do. Um, you just get so lost in all of it. And then later on, because of that scene and also because after Dom is harpooned by his team, he fucking uh, seemingly kills Deckard Shaw. But we find out in another flashback that he has survived later on. Because he was rescued by? Oh, that's Spanish what it was. Boys. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, they were in this. They were in it. Underutilized. This, this oh, yeah, but I still popped when that when, when they oh, came sure. up. I'm always going to pop. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I like the ensemble scenes. You do get a lot of ensemble scenes. Um, naturally. Naturally. I mean, I, I love the scenes also with Mr. Nobody and, like, in that kind of environment. I really love the Interpol scene, uh, the top 10, 11. Um, it's fine. I I think it's With each hilarious. passing movie, my tolerance for just Tyrese is just waning. By the ninth oh. one, I'm just like, just kill him. No, <laughs> but you can't. I know we'll you can't. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Trust me, we'll fucking get I, there. Um, I enjoy it. I I find it humorous. It keeps me entertained. I, I think it's... Uh, great. Yeah, it's... Excuse me. There's so many points in this movie where I'm like, ah, like the hacking shit reminds me of Live Free or Die Hard, which is just a not a good movie. Um, and then it's immediately followed up with all the cars crashing and falling in an undeniably cool moment when she um, basically hacks in to, uh, no, was it, was it her hacking in? Who Somebody hacked into the cars, and they're just dropping from the parking structure and creating, like, this barricade. It was pretty fucking dope. Oh, when it was raining cars? Yeah, when it was raining cars. Um, like, when they go to Russia, Russia loses me a little bit, and then a guy goes through a submarine fan, and Roman is snowboard, snowboarding on the, on the door of a car. Like, the... Every time I think, okay, we're dipping, and I don't know if we're going to come back up. Uh, we come back up. It's like, oh, no, 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 don't worry. We got you. Yeah. Never fear. Um, here's a here's a, a pet peeve of mine that, that's silly. Um, I don't like it when they have babies talk at opportune moments and things. Da, unless, da. Unless, da, it, da. unless it happens to, so like, uh, Ozymandias, the... the 
the second to last episode of Breaking Bad. The, probably the best episode of television ever. Um, the scene where Walter White is, you know, changing the baby when he's on the on the run, and the baby goes, "Mama!" Like that baby legitimately did that <laughs> as an improv moment, and Frank Cranston just reacted to it, and they kept it in. Like that's amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like scripting a baby, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> There's no way of telling. <laughs> But in this specific case, I'm like, man, fuck you, kid. You're not helping the situation right now. Because you just got your mom shot in the head. Um, which opens up... I I've, I've, don't have much of Fast X spoiled for me. but I, I don't have anything spoiled okay. for me, so don't even tell me anything. Right, so anything. What I will say is, uh, between this movie and F9, I was waiting for like, hmm, how is, how is Charlize going to get redeemed? Because she fucking shoots Elena point blank. Oh no, she has she somebody. She doesn't. Uh, WWE buddy. Uh, buddy Murphy. She, buddy Murphy. Uh, does. I wrote in his name as Eric Redbeard. Um, yeah. Everyone gets redeemed, which is another thing in this movie that's like, a, come on, can we focus on this? Never mind. Is Han is dead? Everyone at this point thinks that Han is dead. Still, he is. For all intents and purposes, he is. Um, but, in sure, everyone's complaining about having to, to work with Deckard Shaw. And he saves Dom's baby, and that makes him okay at the end. And he is... But he's fucking great what he's doing. So great. <laughs> I want him to babysit Jillian. Like, I thought... Those were my favorite scenes. That's my favorite scene. I love yeah. him as a babysitter slash dad him basically the best being the fucking thing ever him being the pacifier <laughs> yeah like honestly like that it, it's so funny like and him like fighting while he has the He's baby holding and the carrier and killing to, dudes and talking to the baby and like it's just great it it really is great so yes while i agree it is kind of vanilla to have like the antagonist be redeemed and and ad nauseum ad nauseum in every movie I make an exception for this one just because I feel like they do it so well. It's it is super in character, and then it continues in the next installment here. Yeah, like it, it in a great way. Yeah, it, I love that character, uh, and I think Jason Statham does a great job. If it wasn't, uh, he all he is he, the other person great on job. my list. Just it from makes just from it that scene alone, super bearable. Yeah, like I mean, it was just it was so funny, and it was just. It's really one of the great. two of them for Hobbs and Shaw, anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm fine potentially splitting it and going state them here because I do like how in this movie he does create a really cool shades of gray about the character. Like he does, he does a good job about creating. This aura, like he does in all of his movies, about himself. And in this character, it shines through Mm -hmm. of, you know, him wanting to get revenge on Cypher for what she did to him and his brother in the past. And him kind of being about family, just like Dom Right, his mom. He makes it work. And then he also is able to not seem totally goofy as fuck. Like, give that... That to a lot of other people, and it's really cringy and eye rolling. I, I Killing I agree. dudes and rolling around and jumping around, protecting a baby. And in him, it just comes off as wholesome it's, and, and fun natural. And natural. 
Really? Um, so you you may have may have swayed I, me from I your just, equal love to it. I mean, but. I just really loved it. I, I and I thought it it it's different than the humor and comedy and the levity that like the character of Roman and like the Roman and Tej yeah. back and forth bring. constantly trying to fucking double one team up each Ramsey. other. <laughs> yeah. I like the one-up each other and everything like that. I hope um, this movie ends with Tej and Roman just being a couple. <laughs> to say that. I just want that Roman to be like, oh, damn, okay, yeah, go for it, guys. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the other thing I was going to mention uh, on that same token about, okay, so it's fine with no matter who they were killing or doing in the past, it's being forgiven. It's the same thing goes in all these movies, for whatever happens to the characters individually. Like, Dom has done some awful shit leading up to this moment. Yeah. And it's like, oh, forgiven. Same thing with Jacob. Like, oh, you can, you know, don't we'll worry about we'll it. Like, get there. You, it's, you're but fine. But that's exactly what it is. It's like, so even when Dom was being the antagonist, for I all mean, intents and purposes, it's, oh, it's Dom. It has a precedent, I guess, from the very first movie. I guess you're right. It's been consistent, if anything. If one thing's been consistent is, People doing awful things and just being like, you'll work your way out of it eventually. Yeah. No, I guess um, that's a good point. That's a good point. The climax of the movie is is fine. You get the Shaw Boys reunion, post some weird uh, falcon shit flying in the sky. Um, and then that's when they go back and explain how we got, you know, these guys together again and what Dom was doing. Dom had a plan in motion. This whole time, you know, to take Cypher down, uh, and then he with, drives with up, the bug in his in his in his necklace. In his necklace. Do they just buy those things wholesale? Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, little nice lady in Havana sold him a box of fifty for like a dollar, probably. Uh, and then he drives his car through a plane and somehow survives. At what yeah. point? So I know. Whenever Fast Eleven happens, which I believe is finally supposed to be the last one of these goddamn things. Well, it's Fast X Part Two. So stupid. Uh, like, how does it end? Like, they we all have heightened. You see it in F nine that we're going to this well. This is a reminder. Oh. Check into my flight. Ah, check into your flight. Computer, stop. Um, we have gotten to this point of no return. Where like returns are starting to diminish. You know, like, scenes are not hitting as well. Action pieces, there's only so much we can do. And then where we do go is just, like, I, I can't, I can't suspend my disbelief anymore. Uh, I just, I don't know how they can continue to do it with Dom. And then the, they make it a fucking plot point in the ninth one. Of invincibility, and there's not a scratch on them. And it happens here, and I'm just like, uh, you just don't, just don't do that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're taking me out of the world, man. Um, but yeah, but it happens. And uh, a rare case of Cypher getting away. The, yes. the bad guy gets away. The bad guy got away. So they obviously had plans to, to keep it going. But the day is saved again by whatever... The fact that you have not said the word MacGuffin enough on these movies. Like, every single movie has a stupidly named MacGuffin. Oh, Yeah. Whether it be a project or something God has or, you know, whatever. The cars are actually the MacGuffin of the movie. That's not it. It is. It's not. It is. Uh, and then we get there a... There are um, vehicles 
to move the plot forward, literally. We get a hunky-dory ending that everyone still forgets that Dom's alive for because Deckard's just hanging out with the crew. And uh, we get to hear <laughs> a ludicrous reference. Reference Ms. his own work. And also Amos reference keep Trick Daddy's slang term for butthole. <laughs> Amos Pocket. Amos Pocket. If you've not watched uh, Trick Daddy's Hot Ones, where he talks about his love of eating butt, check that out. <laughs> or don't. Or don't. Up no, check you. it out. Up to you. Check it out. Um, I want to see a Hot Ones where he just eats ten different butts. <laughs> Varying spice. Uh, all right, so... Other MVPs, let's get into MVP and MVPs. We have two other movies still to discuss, believe it or not. Um, Helen Mirren almost steals the movie in two scenes, because why wouldn't she? She's one of our greatest living actresses. But ultimately, two scenes is not enough. Yeah, uh, but she's just she's just having the fucking time of her life. Oh, God. She's just having she's a She's just ball. doing these movies to buy houses, and she's, she's just, having a blast. And she's just... And she does it really well. I was gonna, we're gonna, I think I have it written down later during F9, but it is so uncomfortable to see how much sexual chemistry Vin Diesel and Helen Mirren have together on screen. <laughs> they have better on screen chemistry than Letty. than Letty and Dom through the course of 10 fucking movies. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I wrote that down too. <laughs> I'm like, I, he's gonna fuck. Her. I hate how much money I would pay to watch those two fuck right now. That's gross. I don't give a fuck. You you tell me there's a tape of Helen Mirren and Vin Diesel fucking on it, but you have to pay for it. I'd be like, here's a check. <laughs> Fill it in with whatever Blank you want. Check. Blank check. Gish, I want that in my eyes immediately. Um, and then Kurt Russell still, I love Kurt Russell. Kurt in Russell is... I hate that he's like basically not in F9 besides a couple of like yeah. flashbacks or other videos. He just fits like a glove. It's he, good he, to have that presence in these it movies. It really is. I like the introduction of Little Nobody as well. Oh, he's the, on my LVP The list. Apprentice, conceptually. Oh. <laughs> it's, is my allegedly your conceptually? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair um, enough. Because I, I, I just like the scene at the beginning um, when they're trying to recruit Hobbs, like when Hobbs is mm-hmm. going to jail or whatever, and Little Nobody's like, what about your daughter and just gets like the shit beat at it sure. and then um mr nobody's like know your audience man like come on <laughs> really what are doing here uh but yeah to me it's a two horse race between hobbs or shaw yeah my main one was going to be hobbs but not to jump ahead looking at my list for hobbs and shaw i actually only wrote Dwayne down for hobbs and shaw so uh i i I really think he could be the MVP of both, but I think Statham deserves some kind of recognition, and the saving I think ba- baby Brian scene is good a, enough. Yeah, I think that's a great scene, and I think in Hobbs and Shaw, there's a lot more for Hobbs to do. It, like, because you it have does the feel family. A little, it does feel a little unbalanced. Well, you have family stuff for, for Shaw, too. You have a lot more family, period, one. Well... Because they're Samoans. They're Samoan, They go to yeah. Samoa. Yeah, they sneeze and a kid comes out. Right, and yeah. so so... A little bit different. Um, yeah, so we'll go Statham. Yeah, but I, I do like Statham in the in the next one as well. So I mean, oh yeah, he's still he's still yeah, good. He's still the great. two of them are, are fantastic. They're, they're both fan- fantastic in both of the movies. Yeah, there's a reason why they did this movie, and they're like, oh no, we're gonna fucking prioritize Hobbs and Shaw before F nine. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and it pissed makes, off Vin Diesel. And it makes perfect fucking sense as the way they yeah. fucking did it. So we'll do Statham MVP for uh, Fate of the Furious, LVP. 
I have Scott Eastwood on my list. He little just, nobody. Little nobody. He still has this piss poor delivery that fucking ruined fucking uh, the Pacific Rim movie he was in. Because he was an LVP for that movie as well. I have uh, Redbeard Dude. Just a fucking boring, bland ass second in command villain. He's that... the same character that he was in Game of Thrones. Oh, see, I didn't even know he was in Game of Thrones. But... Of course he was in Game of Thrones. Look at him. <laughs> that means. And I also have Charlize Theron on my list as well. I don't think that she's the LVP. I don't think she's either, but she just does not fit these movies at all. I At all does she, like a difference. Idris Elba in the next movie fits the franchise really well. He's really good. I think that is very fair. I think that makes a lot of sense. She just has this wordy, heady shit that... It, I, I think it's more the character than her portrayal. I, I disagree. I, I, I think the character doesn't help, but I think it's her just trying to interpret this nonsense in a way that doesn't fit the nonsense. The, it's not any better in F9 because she also has the worst haircut in movie history. Oh my it. God, it was She's terrible. not the only one, but... We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so those are my three. Did you have anybody else, or did you have anybody, or did you have an agreement on one of those three cases? Um, let me see. I'm trying to see here. And then Eastwood's probably a nitpick just because I don't like him as an actor. You can just see the, the Clint shine through him. Um, but like you said, the character was an interesting little thing that I actually ended up kind of missing in F9, and it made no sense as to why he didn't pop up in F9. Right, right. And, cause, and it's not like he did anything spectacular. And I think it was more so like the character and like that little just jab. It's just a little jab, jab. You know that, that I think yeah. it brought to it. Um, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Elena. I think I talked about that. Well, I was the one that pitched for her in, in uh, whichever movie no. she got it in. Yeah, it was me. And Fast Five. I, I, I was the one that... that championed her so you can piggyback on my opinions as much as you want but okay um but either one is fine with me we can go with scott eastwood what about the fucking other dude which other dude <laughs> i think i kind of want to go with uh the, your game of thrones guy instead oh oh uh because these movies just have like timbuktu Timbu well, what's his name <laughs> timbuktu christopher hiju hiju hivjo it's just so easy to get that part right just by... He was like, also in Cocaine Bear. Did you not recognize him? No, probably. I did not, no. He must not have been an important part of Cocaine Bear. Well. Christopher Hivju. That's what I just oh, said. Oh, I know that's, who he is. Yeah, That's yeah, what I just okay, said. Yeah, I just yeah. said that. He plays Connor Rhodes. In this yeah, movie? fuck that guy. Didn't like him at all. Um, so he's the LVP of The Fate of the Furious. Trying to write these down so I can accurately tackle them later on. Uh, all right, score time for the Fate of the Furious. Unless you have something else you want to. Um, I'm just looking through my here. notes here to. We have see. two other movies to talk about. And we're at 55 minutes. Oh boy, I, we said that we had a lot to talk about oh, here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I think we, I think we covered it. I, I, I love the. I love that they made. The Hobbs and Shaw spinoff after this because I think oh it a was lot the, of, it's the move it, it's absolutely the move I think that they brought it to another level with the you know 
uh, what a big mouth on a small, on such a small head. Like just like all the back and forth. It was quick. It was like, it felt authentic. It was great. Um, yeah, their jabs and their repartee. Yeah. I, I think, could I have done without the introduction of a baby <laughs> in, in the series overall? Sure, yeah. Yes. Uh, that's all I'd like to say. Yeah. Um, Here's a question I wanted to pose. Cause oh, this is the first. Well, this is the first movie, aside from Tokyo Drift, where we have to address it. Did this movie miss Paul Walker? Huh. Interesting. Because as I'm watching it, I didn't think about it. I did not miss him in this movie. I missed him in F9. I missed him in F9. Well, because you have somebody else involved. You're like, I don't want you. <laughs> I missed him in F9. Yeah, I missed him in F9. It was more apparent. Well, also... But then also because in the second movie, when we got introduced to Roman, it was Roman and Paul Walker, yeah. right? So we didn't have Vin Diesel well, in it. Well, the other reason why is, is you know? in F9, you don't have Hobbs, I think is the other thing. Like, when I think of this franchise, those are the three principles at this point. Like, those are the guys. Yeah. And if you don't got two of the three and you're just left with Vin, yeah. We'll get, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about where, it. But, that's where you get. But no, so. yeah, I didn't miss, um, I didn't miss him in this. Fair. Very I fair. didn't. All right. Score, Fate of the Furious. Um, so I'm looking at my scores for the last few movies. Um, I think that this is... On par with Fast, I think it's between Fast 5 and Fast and Furious 6 for me, um, in terms of rankings. Interesting. Um, let me see, I'm trying to see here. It's a big gap, I don't remember if you gave Fast and Furious 6, but... I gave Fast and Furious 6 a 6. Clever. Mm-hmm. I try. I'm gonna give this one. I'm just gonna give the score of the movie number that it is. Um, that was a sit. Yeah, I liked it better than that one. Not as much as as Fast Five, uh, Fast Six. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this movie a seven, and I'm gonna give this movie a seven. I didn't like it quite as much as Tokyo Drift, but I still liked it. I'm ultimately going to give this movie a seven as well. Um, yeah. I was torn between a seven and a seven and a half. And the more I think about it uh, through talking through it, there's just a lot of, uh, it's stupid to say for Fast and the Furious, plot things that yeah. should be plot, more. Yeah, they, they should have tightened up the plot a bit. But honestly. But it was still it, enjoyable. Uh, yeah, there's still, like I said, the prison escape, uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the New York stuff. Um, some of the Russia stuff, the the reveals, the performances, it all is still very, very fun. But we're reaching critical mass. <laughs> it's There's only so much I can take. It's wearing me down after having earned my trust and respect with 5 and 7 of giving me both the performances and a story enough to match the preposterousness. This one is still doing it, but we're feeling the, the, the after effects. Um, which leads us into Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, I think I liked this movie better than The Fate of the Furious. It's very close to me. I liked it better overall. I lean towards I liked it less. The reason being is this is the movie 
where they're like, okay, well, we already were kind of doing it with Charlize Theron, with Jason Statham, but like this is a movie where we're like, okay, who can we get? <laughs> Let's just throw them all in, and it feels like a studio and Dwayne kind of taking over and being like, yeah, but we can get Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, but we can get Kevin Hart. Yeah, but we can get Idris Elba. Like, it feels unrealistic to the point of it seeming like a movie and not a story that I can just kind of fucking kick back and enjoy. I'm seeing through what I'm watching. I disagree. I, that's just, also, the fact that we're now getting super-powered human beings. Yeah, this is where it starts to go off the rails. <laughs> okay? But I still enjoyed it. I still, I still, I still, I still like it. I still liked like it. it. And I, and I, I didn't have such a hard time with the plot, to be quite honest with you. I did not have such a hard time with the plot, with the superhuman people in you know, compared to like, I like what we had in Fast and Furious. I liked under like the reboot one. I liked un, I liked the plot of this movie more than Fate of the Furious because it was more classic F five F nine F seven type stuff. Um, just some of the drapings around it. I mean, look, I love the opening. Good you opening. have a great opening. You have the side by side of like Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, I was talking. I was talking about the open opening where you're where you see. Oh no, no, no. with with uh, Hattie. With, with Hattie, I like that taking opening the virus too. and you yes. establish Brixton. And yeah, good, cool, mysterious opening with a lot of action. Great, and yep. then you cut to the side by side of Hobbs and Shaw, That's which a, that I was a really great loved. Idea. Loved that. Loved the side by side comparison. Um, it's uh, it's absolutely absurd that Deckard Shaw is just living free in the world. <laughs> sure, but like you can get a pardon so easily by helping the government just do one thing apparently and just trusting they're not going to do anything else. Uh, and then you get to see each one of them uh, individually dick kicking and wrecking shit. It's it's great. I'm never going to get mad about never going to get mad about that. Um, I will get mad about this, the fact that. At this point in his career and as his character, Dwayne Johnson's like, you know what I'm going to do? Steal blatant things from other wrestlers and then like bring the, my... the whoop-ass? Yeah, so stealing Steve Austin's whoop-ass, stealing Chris Jericho's ass clown, and then stealing his own goddamn thing and making the eyebrow a thing. Making the eyebrow Making things. the eyebrow a thing. As soon as she started like saying it, I was like, oh no. Really? And then they did it, and I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, then it was okay. It this, was, it was no movie franchise has ever lulled me into <laughs> having, like, knowing exactly the well, lo- you, you know what's going to happen. They lull me into rolling my eyes at the low-hanging fruit, and then when I pick the fucking fruit off the tree, it tastes fucking delicious. So fucking <laughs> good. It is what so this good. movie franchise excels at um also another thing the rock just basically flat out ripped from his real life is putting his cheat day on screen <laughs> because for years on instagram the rock would put his cheat day as like up oh, cheat day and he's got like 19 pizzas and it's just like you're eating half of one of those and you're throwing the rest away or giving 
for giving indigestion to an entire homeless shelter with the amount of grease on these fucking things. But but again, it's a good bit. It's, it's a, great a really bit. good bit. Seeing Rocket deliver twenty pancakes as his daughter's eating like a little cute stack. Um, but then from there is when you get a, just a wild Ryan Reynolds appearance, and here's I think the point that I was trying to make about the faces they bring into this, albeit cameos largely uncredited. Although Reynolds is in it a bit too much, especially because of the fact that I think he's the worst part of the movie in the LVP, which we'll get to in a minute. Oh wow! Um, but with the people they bring in, and with the heightening, like I talked about in the last movie, of Hobbes being more rockified and focusing on these two characters where their adversarial relationship is predicated on quips and one-upping one another, the movie gets to be almost too funny for its own good. I don't agree with you. I, I don't think that's possible. I, I, it, I don't think it's possible. I think it, it has the right amount of comedy, the right amount of back and forth... And then it brings them together. It's still engaging. It's still fun. Yeah. But there just comes a point where you can. The thing is, it's the Apatel of it all where you could tighten it up. If you do 10 minutes less of it, then guess what? You have a really great two hour movie. But instead, we have a good two hour and 15 minute movie. Because we had to keep the camera rolling. For these guys to just fucking spout off shit that doesn't ultimately matter in the grand scope of the movie. That's where I'm at with this. When we're already pushing it when when Roman is a walking punching bag. And we're already pushing it when we're adding layers to other characters. In this movie, we don't have those characters. So we bring other people in who are so fucking famous that it's distracting from the overall movie. I... I mean, if you're talking about Kevin Hart, I, I, I significantly disagree. I know you do. You're you a know Kevin Hart stan. I'm a huge Kevin Hart stan, and I think that he does such a great job with this role. Wildly disagree. <laughs> I think he just does. I He's think another he brings, LVP on my list. <laughs> I disagree. I think he brings a lot of comedy, the chemistry... Is, is there, obviously. But that airplane exchange was just hilarious. And then later cut to... He got him... He, he got him the plane. He got him the charter. And he's in the bathroom doing his business in his office. I just... I loved him coming in and dropping, dropping some... Uh, Dropping some gold mines there. Kevin Hart but and I'm Dwayne a big Johnson fan. don't have to be in every movie that the other one is in. But they like to be. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't. It's, it's exhausting. Just like in this movie, the other thing is there's maybe one too many action scene after action scene after action scene. And I think that's a difference between the other movies is... There's a come down. There was, and the, the come down is usually the group and the characters that we've invested in. And for this, the come down is these walk-on appearances and then just Hobbs and Shaw and Hattie regrouping and figuring out what fucking location they're going to next. And like I said, for Fate of the Furious... I make that complaint, and then in the middle of like the third back-to-back action scene, because you have 
Hattie getting captured and her escaping right into Deckard coming in and the reveal that obviously she's the long lost sister into Brixton coming and trying to bail her out and then them repelling down the fucking building and then the chase through the streets. I mean, I was engaged. I couldn't look away. Yeah. I couldn't look away. But I'm like, come on. And then as soon as I say that, there's the incredible slow-mo of Brixton turning his bike and going underneath Under the, the fucking bus. truck. I'm like, God damn it! Under the truck, and then... And riding comes, and then up. comes up, and then through the double-decker bus. Like, it was legitimately like, very cool. They got me again! They got Shit. you again. They did it. It just doesn't help. Uh... And then, so there's just big, like, if this, if this movie was an Oreo cookie, the Oreo, like, there'd be just big-ass pieces of cookie, then big-ass pieces of cream. Because then, you go into the absurd, constant work to hide and come up with the tech to get to and from, and then Decker coming up with the disguise of them getting on the plane as Mike Coxsmall. Um, it's like, ha, yeah, we get it. We all were 15 once too. Um, but then they have this conversation, this like whispery argument on the plane in between the aisle of one another. And it's really funny. It's so funny. So even the fucking comedy scenes do it. I think maybe that's why I didn't like the Kevin Hart of it all is like that scene was fine in its own. That scene could have ended right then and there. Okay. I could see that. And then it's tacked on another five minutes because we, we, cause Kevin Hart was available for a day. Sure. I could see that. Um, I, I did like the, the heart that was in this movie too in terms of the brother and sister dynamics with, with Shaw and Hattie. Sure. And then um, the whole flirting between Hobbs and, and Hattie. Um, it it, it wasn't weird? necessary, but I, I still... It's like we we often say like oh like the romance or like whatever like it's not necessary like we could have done without it. It's like it wasn't really necessary here, but I didn't mind it. It didn't no. it didn't take away from anything for me. Um and I liked the comedic values that it added as well. Uh Sure, it's it's a funny situation for these characters who begrudgingly work together cuz they honestly hate their guts. They hate each other's guts. One of them has a sister, the other one wants the bang. Yeah. What didn't work was the fact that I think that Statham and Vanessa Kirby had more sexual chemistry again than Dwayne and and Vanessa Kirby. They did have a lot of sexual chemistry. Um, But also what I loved was, yeah, that that whole airplane whisper uh, fight. Mm -hmm. She wants to climb this big... That that was... Great. Yeah, the best chemistry of them all is, is between just Statham and Johnson. They just, just are great. Going on one another. Just, and they're having a lot of fun, yeah. and it shows, and it makes it genuinely enjoyable to watch. Also having fun, little ass Eddie Marson getting just to burn dudes with a blowtorch yeah, or a flamethrower. Why the fuck why not? not? I mean, he ends up getting killed anyway. But sure, you know, it is but what it is. Let him do it. Um, it's around this point in the movie, though, where, like, this movie, and especially F9, these movies have officially gotten too long because of the complaints I've had up to this point of just, there's only so much we can do <laughs> before you're wearing your audience down. And 
like the the whole scene where like Hobbs and Shaw are at is it Aetion, Exteon? Etion. Etion. Um and like they're getting tortured with the electrocution and they're doing this verbal stick. Like that stuff's funny, but there was like a whole ten minutes there mm. where sure the 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 trying to get through the guarded door by taking out the henchman stuff is fine and building layers upon layers upon layers of obstacles to knock down you just you just wasting wasting my energy <laughs> sure cuz i can only get up for so much um cuz also i figured like once we go there like we're done i'm like oh no wait a second i know we go to samoa in this movie cuz we also establish hobbs's family situation earlier on with his, his daughter drama, having yeah. the family tree that's just him and his him and her um and at that point i'm like okay this is this is getting just, to the point this is just too long yeah um but yeah uh and then once you get to samoa it, it just doesn't hit like i thought it would I think it's because you have so many preconceived notions. No, I don't think I don't have my notions Samoa. are preconceived. I don't have any preconceived notions about Samoa. I don't know what the fuck that means. Of Samoa and the Samoan families because of the wrestling. It's not that. I, I think it is. I what I anticipated was And the fact that Roman Reigns had zero lines in the movie. Uh, was he's disappointing. Od- he's oddly such a focus. So according to... Such a focus. He's always framed in the shot. Like, well, always. He, it's, it's hard for him not to be. Gorgeous man. A gorgeous man. He's big dude. But he, he has a... The only one he has is he does the ooh Well, of course. Who else gonna do the ooh Any of the motherfuckers on second of the ooh Fucking Pacino. Were they all related? Ooh, ah. Were they all actually related to the Rock? Uh, no, but probably. Got it. Uh, what I meant by it was, I would figure up to this point. Obviously, that's you know the Rock producing and being such at this point a creative influence on the franchise, much to good old Vin's displeasure. That. It would, I don't know, it just felt so tacked on. And I was hoping it was going to feel a little bit more organic. But no, we had to, uh, the only way that this device can be repaired. Is by going to. By going to Samoa to bring it to my brother who is a mechanic. Who can fix this device to get this catastrophic pandemic-inducing virus out of this woman's body. And then, this island of brothers, because according to the, like, the IMDb of all these characters, Uso, not just being the last name of famous twins in WWE, Uso in in Samoan means brother. It means family. Or family, sorry. I, I thought it was more closely brother. But, um... They're all credited as Hobbs' brother. Like, Roman Reigns' character is supposed to be Hobbs' brother. But they never talk or say anything. And none of the other ones no, are I, also credited as brother. I think the only brother is Jonah. If you and look, the if, rest are, like, family. If you, look, if you look at how those characters are attributed, they are all listed as brothers. <laughs> Which is 
wild. Um, so yeah, so they gear up for this big fight where they're going to take the guns out. Mind you, I don't know why at any point they didn't do the programming to do that to the guns that they could have during the... It means it means brother. Yeah, thank you. Uh, when they went to Aetion earlier, uh, so it basically just becomes this medieval warrior combat. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. The only thing you get to do is Roman gets a lot of focus in that, and the only thing he does is a Samoan drop, ha-ha, hee-hee, for those of you that get it, uh, a spine buster, ha-ha, hee-hee, again, if you get it, and then he does the fucking spear and the ooh on him. Of like, course. All right, had sure. To. Had to do it. I also wrote there's an awful kiss here. Who had an awful kiss here? Hattie and... Hattie and Dwayne. And, and yeah, yeah, it, was, it was bad. Um, and then Nas naturally solves everything. Well, why wouldn't it? On top of, this is when The Rock pulls a fucking plane and becomes Captain America. Oh, yeah, yeah, This This yeah. is what it is. This is the exact scene of Captain America holding the helicopter in one hand yeah. in Civil War. Uh, Dwayne re- recreated it. He said, I'm going to recreate it. He's human. He bench presses, like, probably 700 pounds. But he's not a cyber... Gen- or genetically engineered so, uh, superhuman. So after the I've first watched, Avenger, after I've watched each movie, I've gone back and read the um, the the discussion for these movies on the movie subreddit, like as the movies were in the theater. And somebody had an interesting theory, uh, either in this one or in F nine, that uh, it'd be a great reveal that at one point Mister Nobody like spiked their drinks with like. Basically, whatever, you know, helps Brixton become Brixton. Obviously, Brixton has, like, cybernetics in him. But there's also probably something that they could obviously just bullshit and make up to allow them to do what they do. (laughs) If they wanted to extenuate this any further and heighten it, it'd make total... I would appreciate it. We haven't seen F10 yet. Appreciate it just to make it make sense. Uh, Because with all this... The Rock pulling a plane to have them avoid escaping. Still, we're not done because we still have to have our slow-mo three-way battle to end the movie with Hobbs and Shaw versus Brixton. Which is cool as fuck. Don't it was wrong. super cool. Really cool. Really well done. As long as you forget that they mapped out equaling how many hits were thrown and landed in this movie <laughs> for Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson. Sure. <laughs> it's like sure, watching, because it's like, they both want to see hit, so then who has the bigger next. dick. Yeah, I get it. Well, but it's The Rock, probably. But but you know what? Idris Elba, the winner of this argument. Idris Elba don't give a fuck. Idris Elba's like, did the check clear? Yep, let's go. And as he puts on his fucking Mr. Mi- no, not Mr. Mistopheles. His fucking... <laughs> uh, his fucking... Uh, don't, don't you say it. I will get this. I don't you say it. I can't believe you don't know the name. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I, it's been an hour and 18 minutes to talk about these movies. I'm a little frust, frustrated and frazzled. So I'm going to forget McCavity for a brief moment, all right? Had he shown up as McCavity in this movie, would have shit my pants on sight. Or Knuckles. <laughs> Idris Elba. Idris Elba just living his life. Idris Elba is the black Christopher Walken. He don't read a script. He's like, yep, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's I love it. Let's go to work. I love it. Um, so that scene happens and... 
You have this ominous... Did you read who uh, was asked to be the director of Ation? Yes. Which is, you can reveal. You I forgot, didn't you? F-B-I... Agent. Getting Keanu in this in these movies. It it, it would have been a game changer for me. It would have been Helen, we're done here. Helen Mirren level of just having a good time. Don't ever say Helen Mirren level and Keanu Reeves level are equal in any way, shape, or form. I mean, those are two totally different human beings. Uh, despite the fact, but that the same both, level. But they're both great for all kinds of purposes. Yeah. Um. But do you know who actually does the voice? Yes, I do. Well, it's, you can hear it. You can hear it. It's part- clear in the cadence. It, yeah, in the cadence and like when it's not, because there's moments when it's not distorted, you can hear it. Um, but I don't know. I know that it was not intentional at the time. So oh, I think it was. I don't had to have know. Been. I don't know if they're going to circle back to that being the villain. It's Ryan like, Reynolds. Uh, so yeah, we, it's we Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. It's, it's an alias for Ryan Reynolds is what's credited, actually. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if it's going to be like that character is the director or or something else um, yeah. down the road. But I was also shocked that we actually got to see somebody of note die in this movie. It being Idris Elba. Fuck you, Giselle died in one of the movies. Somebody of note. That's Hans Love. Yeah, that's one. Fuck you. <laughs> So Han also died. And he's back. <laughs> he's brought right back. Um, Letty died. And then got brought back. That's what I'm saying. I Sorry if my disbelief. Oh, man. I was going to just say a really. N- oof. Paul Walker died. Yeah. I Paul Walker died. <laughs> nope. Because he's back at the end of F9. I seriously thought he was. I'm like, how fucking crazy would it be? This movie, in all honesty, at this point, how did they not just fake Paul Walker's real death in real life and just have him walk out for the surprise in the middle of the movie? If that ever happens, a person is like reported as being dead and they show up in a movie afterwards, you have to end your swerve thing forever. I mean, you're ending at the end of this year anyway because this is ruining your movie-watching oh, yes, capabilities. Absolutely. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I haven't slept in a movie in uh, ages. I'm... Absolutely not going to continue I'm this. I'm gonna come up with a different gimmick. Every but I year. have to. I have to see. You have to prove me wrong. Have to see the year out. Um. So then the movie just has the weirdest, abruptest ending of all time. What do but you mean it, about? What do you mean? So like they, so like they win. They save the day. The three of them like walk off like together, and then the movie then proceeds to have like four credit scenes. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. So we get they they we see like what each character is doing afterwards. Uh-huh. The Shaws are gonna break Mama, Mama out, out of jail. jail. They, By the way, I mentioned earlier see... Helen Mirren in jail as a boss is really cool. Hobbs yes. is. They go to visit Mama. Yep, brings his daughter to visit. Mm-hmm. You know, the final song that's playing is horrendous. I don't even know what that song was, but that song did not fit the vibe and deserved to be played over credits for any movie, let alone this movie. It sounded like an infant sorrow song, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then the last scene of the movie was Hobbs getting back at Shaw for the uh, Mike. What what was the name of the Mike name? Cox Small. Mike Cox Small. He made his name Hugh, Hugh Janus. Hugh. Hugh Janus. Yeah. Hugh Janus. Yep. And uh, yeah. And then there's another one. 
Because then it's uh, the Ryan Reynolds character calling yes. Hobbs on the phone. And then... And this another long, drawn-out, totally unfunny scene about there being a worse virus, some future MacGuffin that set up whatever future movie there's going to be, and him stabbing a guy with a brick, because a joke earlier on, and it's just... It's like, just let it end. Just let it end. Just let this movie fucking end. The mid-credits take forever. And it's... Honestly, it's like another ten minutes of the movie. The end of this movie takes 40 minutes. And that shouldn't be the case. That's true. It dampens true. how much fun we had on the journey we were taking. Um, but that said, I think we already determined the MVP of this movie is we're giving it to Dwayne Johnson. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got like, he's got the chemistry. He oozes chemistry with everyone. He and Hattie did have good chemistry together. As well. They did. Um, I think they had better chemistry when they were had like an adversarial like Hobbs and Shaw relationship and not like jumping bones. I don't think The Rock sure. necessarily has good romantic chemistry with anybody. Um, it's just something that he just, I don't think does well. Uh, well, you can't be good at everything. Sure. But like he's got great chemistry with uh, Jason Statham. He's got obviously great chemistry with like the bit characters. Because yeah. even if you didn't like Ryan Reynolds, they still have good chemistry. Oh, absolutely. They had too good a chemistry because now they're doing all each other's movies and that's a whole other fucking thing. Uh, but uh, somebody we didn't mention because I don't even know why. She, she's all, like on the box and she's in like one scene is, I think her name, I think it's Aiza, Aiza Gonzalez. She's... Um, oh, 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 yeah. Uh, ma- ma- uh, Margarita. Yes. Uh, her the and Jason Statham have like really good instant immediate like cool chemistry. Yeah. And she's just never seen ever again. I... Would have loved to have watched a spinoff of the two of them. Give them time. I would no, but but they instantly had chemistry. Yeah. She, oh, excuse me, was instantly a badass. Um, she was just real cool. Yeah, was that the bad kiss you were saying? Because they kissed too. No, that they was made a great out. Kiss. That was a no, great no. The, kiss. the kiss was obviously, that was a great kiss. The, the kiss I'm talking about was Vanessa Kirby and uh, and Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. I like Vanessa Kirby in this. I thought I she like was Vin- really good. I thought she was really good, and I was not thinking she was going to be, but she was really good. I was really Likewise. surprised, very happy that, because to be to be quite honest, like, uh, Letty and Mia, and Giselle, and Elena, not well written female characters. And also... Not fleshed out... From that list, Female also characters. Pretty pedestrianly acted as well, for the most part. Sure. Uh, this is a really fleshed out, like, intrinsically motivated... Extrinsically motivated as well. Yeah. Character. She's got layers. She's got stuff going on. She's a fucking badass. And she's also a great actress. She's, she's a great been, actress. She was highly regarded in The Crown... Fucking got an Academy Award nomination after this for uh, Pieces of a Woman, a movie that I hated, but I can't deny she was still good in it. Um, and she did Mission Impossible. People said she's better in this than Mission Impossible. So, big, good on her. Idris Elba. Idris Elba, you know how I feel about yeah, Idris Elba. He's, he's been a hit or miss on this podcast. Sure. In the movies we've seen, but I think he's a hit here. He's one of the better villains of the franchise. I agree. Because you all, they also take the time to show you... You know, his plight, like the pain that he's in and yes. like what he's had to come through yes. to get to this point. He's yes. kind of a tragic figure and how he's being used for this purpose. So he still rocks, you know, in what he's given. But yeah, we're still going. And Statham, obviously, 
holds up to his end of the buddy cop formula very, very well. But in this case, it is Dwayne Johnson. That'll be number four for him lifetime. Wow. Second one this year. So he is uh, tied with Robin Williams, Samuel L. Jackson, Ryan Gosling, James McAvoy uh, for the all-time list. And he's only behind Hugh Jackman at five. And, uh, of course, the clubhouse. Uh, Bill Murray with five. And then Tom Hanks, still the leader, with six. But like you said, it's the movie star. He's there with a, with a bunch of movie stars. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, that makes sense to me. Absolutely. And, and he had two for this franchise as well. Yeah. This I, was the second one for this for, franchise. Let me look at my list for F9. I believe eh, there's a chance he won't be the only one that has multiple in the franchise. Okay. Based on who I'm going to pitch for F9. Even though I think I have an oddball answer for F9. Uh, LVP. I got a list. I already said two of them. I know you're not going to give me Kevin Hart. No. No. I I, I might give you Ryan Reynolds. I, I, uh, it could have been anybody. He's just Ryan Reynolds. He's Deadpool. No, he's not even Deadpool. At least Deadpool has the, the meta fourth wall shit. He would have fit great in F9. Um, but in this, I, I don't want that in my Fast and Furious movie. It's so distracting. I already had him written down before the post credits, and then the post credits happens, and I'm like, oh God, why? No. I have two others, just in case. I do have Roman Reigns on my list because it's odd that he's such a focus and then he does nothing important. So by definition of value, I think he adds nothing to the movie, despite being a distraction for people like me. They're like, oh, that's Roman Reigns, cool. And then he does nothing. I'm like, well, what the fuck? I was I could have been paying attention to something else. Yeah. Uh, the other person I have, who I really like normally as an actor, and in this, I think he just goes for it too much, and it just doesn't work, is Cliff Curtis, the guy who plays uh, Luke's main brother. For the buildup of uh, like their conflict and how he plays it, he plays it really weird, and I don't get the anger behind it, I, and it's really flippant once, you know, things are kind of resolved. Was not a fan of the choices that he made as the character. Um, I'm willing to forego that based on how much I've liked him in other things. And also no, the, but that's not what it's about. No, no and, and also by the fact that he was playing a character, whereas Ryan Reynolds was not. I, you can argue Kevin Hart was also not playing a character, but... No, he was. Kevin Hart. He, he was playing Dinkley. He was playing a... He's lived his life Air Marshal. Kevin Hart um, made you laugh in the movie. Ryan Reynolds yeah. did not make either one of us laugh. I also didn't like the other agent. There was another agent who was charged with getting Shaw there. Oh, Rob Delaney? Yeah. That's the guy who plays... Uh, uh, that's another, like, ha-ha-hee-hee. That's the guy who plays... Um, I don't remember the character name. Yeah, the yeah, regular yeah. guy the in regular X Force. Regular guy in X. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, any of those fucking dudes just in there is like inside. Ha ha. You know, jokes. I'm not with, but I really think it's Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Uh, I believe that will m- make him on our both list. Yeah, because he's a multi-time MVP. Because he's the MVP of both Deadpool movies. Yeah. So he will join the both list. Uh, joining castmate Idris Elba in this movie. 
How many Fast and the Furious actors are on this list? I think it's just those two surprises. <laughs> it is. Uh, that probably will change over the course of this podcast. Oh, it history. absolutely will. But yeah, as as when I saw him, I was like, oh. And then he did what he was doing, and I was like, just, just don't do that. It's, yeah. it's such a trope of the past five to ten years of movies, of just here's the hot commodity, and mm-hmm. we'll just cut it out of a movie. And put it into another movie, and there's no effort put to it whatsoever to make it make sense in the world that it's in. Yeah. Because it is blatantly just that person's deal, and I'm not about it. Um, I can see that. So, anything else on Hobbs and Shaw? Um... I feel like I shit on the movie more... Yeah, I feel like you did, but I feel like you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Because at the end of the day, it's still just these two characters just being... bickering and doing cool shit. Yeah. I think also I'm just preparing for the next movie I have to talk about. Sure. But I liked this movie. Yeah, I, I liked it too. If I'm looking at my list here, so one, two, three. I really have to make a determination here as to... So it's it's definitely top five for me. It's definitely in the top half. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's pushing the line of, of where it lands. I'll score this one first. You scored the last one first. I would say... for I'm going to give this movie an equal rating to Tokyo Drift. And if I had to pick which one I liked more, I would probably pick this one just because of how funny this one is. I'm going to give it a six and a half. Um, because it is funny. It gets to be too funny. And it loses some of the sauce in some of the action bits. The story is better, and the the key players that are added into it that make sense within this fucking story we're telling are good. So it's still a fun time at the movies. I wish it would have been better if it had just trusted some of the other people at hand and some of the formula. So that's my story. I was going to give this movie a seven and a half. I liked it better than... Fate of the Furious, um, but not by much. Um, and I liked it just as much as Tokyo Drift. Uh, so, you, so you gave Fast and Furious a seven and a half. Fate of the Furious a seven and a half as well, right? No, I gave Fate of the Furious a seven. And I gave it a seven. Okay, so that movie, so that is just a seven. And then this one will also is be a, a seven. seven. Yeah, because I gave it a six and a half. You gave it a seven. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So we got two sevens so far. Great. Perfect. This one ain't happening. We are not going to have a house full of mullets. I'll tell you what. So, I've tried to go into these, as I've mentioned, and I I think we've mentioned every podcast thus far. Obviously, for the Arcade Audio Network, we are not the first people to tackle this franchise on our podcast, Franchise Surprise. Before it was called Franchise Surprise, it was uh, called Welcome to Haddonfield, where it covered Halloween. Then it was Ready to Believe You covering Ghostbusters, and the third iteration of it was Quarter Mile at a Time. It was the Fast and the Furious podcast. And they did that podcast through Hobbs and Shaw retroactively. And the first movie that they did that they hadn't seen, or like wasn't out by the time the podcast started, was F9. Because F9 technically got delayed two years. Right. It was supposed to come out in 2019, and they rushed Hobbs and Shaw 
to come out in 2019 instead. And then COVID. Pushed it to 2010, and then it got... was the first and then COVID. was the first movie, really, to, that and uh, uh, No Time to Die, got pushed back a full year yeah. due to COVID. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. was two years delayed, so they, they saw this movie, and it just... Not listening to the podcast, because I didn't listen to the podcast, because I didn't want the movie spoiled to me beyond sure, what I already sure, had, yeah. just from general knowledge. Um, but knew from just hearing Rich talk about it and other things that he wasn't the biggest fan of this one. And I haven't had pre... My, besides my own preconceived notions, hadn't had any other preconceived notions going into a movie. So I was already like, okay, I'm curious as to how I'm going to feel going into this one. And almost from the fucking jump, I was like... Nah, this ain't it. So I kind of live messaged Rich as I was watching the movie yesterday. Or the day before. And I was like, man, I see what it means. And he put it in a really great way. He goes, this thing is so uncalibrated. That's a great point. It's it's a it's, perfect it's, point. It is. Right down to where the movie starts. Like, it's the old Universal logo, because I'm sure it was some kind of Universal anniversary. Sure, that, sure. That, that's, great. that's fine. Great. Swerve. But then there's... <laughs> you got that as a swerve? Yes. And then swerve... All right, back in its concept. Swerve, you get Toretto on the helmet. Well, also swerve, there's new production companies. So, like, there was a couple different production companies oh, that sure. we hadn't seen before, and I was like... I didn't fucking... Who fucking pays attention to that I shit? do, because that's important, because I'm like... Oh man, this is different. We got other people in charge. We got other fucking notes. I don't like this. And I was fucking right. This movie is garbage. <laughs> this movie look, sucks look, so bad. Look, this movie would not have sucked so bad had the guy who played Young Dom just done it the whole time. Just what I I I'm not familiar with the actor. I don't think anybody is. But I don't think he's he done was much doing such a caricature of Vin Diesel. Oh yeah, it was great. He's my MVP of the movie. It was difficult to marry the flashbacks with the everything we've seen oh, up until. Oh, now. see, I disagree. I think the flashbacks were what I was okay with the most in the movie because I'm glad we kind of got that context finally. Um, I'm glad that, I love that, let's cast everybody younger, but, nah, Michael Rooker's fine. <laughs> Michael Rooker's looks like he's been 50 for 40 years. Just leave him. He's okay. Um, see, I liked the guy who played younger Dom, because I think he channeled him in the face. So you're talking about how distracting he was? Yes. And how you channeled him? Yeah, that's why I think it's great. No, but. That's why I think he's pitch perfect. I guess that's a good point. Because um, he, he channels him so well without... It is it is a bit of a character at times, but he also had a very subdued, like, naivety to him because he was younger that worked with some of his anger and some of his personality sure, later on. Sure, and Everybody then, else, absolutely not, right. but... And then, and then you, so, so you open with the day at the track that his dad dies in, yep. in a crash... Right, swerve. He he ain't gonna be in fast X. The most, yeah. If there's what, if there's any, I swear to God. If he comes, if back, that character comes back, I, I'm done. I, I'm I, done. I, that was the most horrific car crash I've ever seen in my entire life. No, I think it's it's safe to say he's he's dead. Safe to say. We've we'll, seen. We'll see. Basically, Letty get shot in the head, and we've seen Han 
in a car upside down, bleeding, and then blowing up in five seconds. So I allow no wiggle room here. Also, I thought pit stops were supposed to be quick. That was the longest pit stop. They're having full conversations across other pits. Yeah. Oh. I mean, that's that's what it was like racing, racing real Grand Prix racing. And then here. when we're just getting all this done, and then boom, this fucking kid. <laughs> this kid old as fuck. <laughs> Shit, kid, you at least six. I have a question. So, so we cut to then like current day. Uh, Dom, Dom Toretto down on the farm. <laughs> Dom and Letty. <laughs> yep. Living out. In the middle of nowhere, they don't have a phone. It has not been established at all. No, they have a phone. It has been established at this uh, nowhere in this point. You know what these two characters like to do? Country life. Country life. Yeah, no wonder they're fucking miserable. Yeah, so they're miserable. This kid looks old as fuck. They're in the peace and quiet. And then I have a question. Because I, I didn't get it from the scene. I didn't get it from any of the scenes like at the end mm-hmm. or anything. What is the relationship between this kid and Letty? And Letty, like, I was thinking the same thing. You know, because it's not like obviously the kid knows his mom's in heaven. They keep fucking talking. About it. Roman comes in. She killed the mother of your child, Dom. Letty's standing right there, like and seriously. Like, Letty, Letty talks to him later. He's like, you know, your mom was a great lady. He's like, yeah, I know. Who are you, lady? Right. Like, like, I'm so confused I can ap- on the established relationship I can that's appreciate here. it, because I in, don't. in other movies, I feel like there's such a quick jump to, oh, but, like, I have a mom, or I'm your mom now, you know? So, like, she's being respectful, too. Sure, sure. But, but the difference the is... that kid. Dead. Yeah, that kid, and also that kid does not remember his mom. That, not at all. That kid was in fucking diapers. Absolutely. That kid was... And that, it's been maybe three... Yeah, that kid so could not walk three, when we met him. It's been three to five years. We're not sure. Which it hasn't been. It, it, no, it, but it has because the kid is it is three know it, to know five it, years old. I know it has to be, but it hasn't been. <laughs> it just hasn't. <laughs> it just hasn't been. Yeah. Nothing so, else in these people's lives have indicated except the fact that they all look just fucked. So that's the other thing is nobody in this movie looks right. Dom is a no, different. No, no. Dom is a different tint. Well, he's Letty's been, haircut sucks. Well, look, and you don't notice it because Charlize Theron just was like, give, "Give me the Prince Valen on Valium." <laughs> Fucking uh, Bow Wow is no, is not. <laughs> you, you, when he came on the screen, you, you reacted. Remember, remember when Lil Bow Wow just became Bow Wow? Yes. I think in this movie, he should have been called Wow because he ate the bow. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Fucking Lucas Black is the only one that looks okay because he just looks like he just recovered from leukemia or something. He's so fucking skinny. And he still looks like he's 40. Roman looks old as dirt. Because <laughs> he is. Ramsey has a totally different hair. I didn't realize that was Ramsey until 40 minutes in. She has a different hairstyle. Until the very end of the movie where she's back in her regular hair. It's like, why are we, was there a, was there a thematic point to this? While your hair was just not your hair earlier on? But you know, but you know who, you know who was tried and true? Luda. No, Luda also looked a little weird. No. Well, Luda looked, Luda you looked different looked to me, too. You know who looked the weirdest? John Cena and all the faces he made in this movie? Well, you know who looked the second weirdest? Jordana Brewster. That as well. her 
pigeon face. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. But I don't know a different way to describe her face in this movie. She looked like her character's been grieving, but her husband in the movie is alive. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, there's no, there was no, like, I get there probably were like, oh, man. Like, because Paul Walker died, Juliana Brewster's not getting a paycheck. Just cut her a check. Right. <laughs> just write her Just write her a check. You're going to make it back because the movie makes money anyway. Just write her a check for what she would have made to do the movie. And, and then just say don't like, put her in it. Or, like, get, cut her, like, a portion and give the rest to a charity of her choice. I don't know. She doesn't need to be here anymore. Right. Uh, yeah, the vibe is just The vibe off. is... The story... The vibe continues to be off because then they go on another adventure. Well, listen... And where are all of the children? (laughs) Who is with the children? Brian, he's dead. Oh, wait, no, he's not. Nope. But that was a convenient way to leverage Paul Walker's death. These people took a cheap shot. Fuck them. Because they said the kids are with Brian. Oh, right, right, right. So they just, like, use that Yeah, as... the story is blah. Everyone just seems kind of blah. And that makes me think, so the big crux of the the Dwayne and Vin fight was Dwayne didn't like the way that Vin conducts himself, like, and right. makes the movies. And the reports are that Vin started coming late, lackadaisical, not knowing his lines... Kind of being, you know, dictatory in terms of like his character and like owning the franchise, and like when we watch, like we, every time there is a gag reel, we watch it. We watch this gag reel. It's very short, very not funny. No one's um, having fun. Yeah, it seems like no one's really having fun in their gags. But the same thing happened. When, like they would show like the the gag reel. The, the Rock was in. It was just basically every single time he was getting oiled up and people making fun of him for getting oiled up. Yeah. So he kind of seemed like the like the the black sheep anyway. Um but yeah, just the it's all just a pass right away. And the whole crux of it is Dom's retired because of the kid. But Letty's like, "Peace, not my kid." And then when he <laughs> then he joins the group, you have no idea where the kid went until like a throwaway line later on. Um, and then you get your first big action scene. It's odd as fuck because there's such a, a fucking prolonged focus on Roman's ordeal. Where, like, you make it feel like something's going to happen to him. And then it doesn't. And it's played up for, like, laughs after the fact. But then you get into the MacGuffin of the film. Which is his feeling of invincibility. And it's a huge driving force that carries throughout till the end. Fucking really. hated it. I, I... The meta commentary on them thinking they're in a movie because we've reached a level of preposterousness as to where we are in these people's lives Yes, is not what I want to have happen in a movie. Not in this movie. And not to the extent in which they do it. They keep coming back to it. Like, not a scratch. Yeah. We get it. This is dumb. <laughs> just let it. Just let it happen. <laughs> um, because I didn't remember where they fucking are. They're in a made-up country in Monte South America Quinto. that doesn't exist. That's that's sure. a bu- that's a butter company. I did like the fight scene there with the cars. I'm driving through the cars. I'm getting attacked by the military. Oh, and the mines and couldn't the care mines. less. 
Again, that, I that, mean, that how, felt like a writer's know? room of, but, like, we've ran out of ideas. Sure. A board, the dart hit mines. Oh, we haven't done mines yet. Sure. But did you know that you would have to drive 80 miles an hour to avoid the landmines exploding when you hit them? I've or... never said this out loud about something. That's fake news. It's <laughs> <laughs> fake fucking news, 100%. It's just absurd. It's, it's like, stupid. that's not a thing. Not a thing at all. Uh... Then we realize that John Cena is playing Vin Diesel's brother. Those two couldn't look more less alike <laughs> than any two human beings I've ever seen. Again, to the point where they have to point it out in a line later on in the movie when Charlize Theron, when she's in her stupid little ice cube box, has to say, like, oh, you have a Nordic chin. What? What is that? <laughs> you Toretto's. Basically, she implied that Dominic Toretto, the Toretto dad, Jake Toretto, Jack Toretto, John Toretto, whatever his fucking name was. Toretto, Toretto. Yeah, Toretto, Toretto, Toretto. <laughs> it just fucked around a lot. So it's implied that they have different moms, I'm assuming. I'm guessing me has a different mom. Is, is Jack Toretto like fucking Wilt Chamberlain? Yes. <laughs> uh, they're driving on the broken bridge, the Look. midair car catch, the car tether. I just, I'm the out. The car tether. The car tether was like, was I'm out. Absurd. I can't. And then they were flying through the air. Mm-hmm. They land. They're not wearing any fucking seatbelts. Nope. Cars are used in this movie like nets. <laughs> people, people are caught by cars. They are. And I'm not talking they're about caught. they managed to land inside the car. No, no, no. The, the hood, cars, the window, and they're the not, top. It's not like they're going... Five miles an hour. And so no, softly. They're, they're chasing, they're racing. 80 miles an hour. Swerve the car. The person lands on top of it and they're fine. It's it is bizarre because that, I don't think uh I mean I'll try it. I'll get hit by a car, see what happens. <laughs> Ooh, I volunteer as tribute. Uh I I just I I couldn't. Just everything felt so wrong. And then that whole stretch happened. I'm like we have become a parody of ourselves <laughs> where we yes. think that this is okay and it's just not. You can't just do this. We go to flashback. Turn your fucking phone off. I don't even know what that notification is. My phone's probably just telling me I'm being too loud. Uh, <laughs> my watch my does phone that can. all the time. Like they keep going back to these flashbacks and they're fine, but it's distracting. It's good to, like I said, it's good to get the story. Uh, sure. The, the, I like the burn that Charlize Theron has. I think that was my favorite line delivery that she's had in the series so far. When I, she's talking to um, to John Cena's mm-hmm. character, and she's like, uh, Kesar Khan. And he's like, what? And she's like, Genghis Khan's little brother. No one's heard of him either. Like, Couldn't tell you a single you thing know. she said, so just staring at her fucking hair. It's, <laughs> okay, it's well, well, she said that. Good for her. Um, and then the flashbacks just get to be like, like the, like I hated the race where Dom makes Jacob leave like that whole, like that's how you're going to fight that battle. Yeah. Like it just, it's like it holds weight. And also the guy that played young Jacob, I did not like at all. I did not like him at all. Way too whiny and and shitty. The only thing I liked about that was getting to meet. Our young friends, Leo and Santos. <laughs> Our young Leo and Santos. Oh uh, yeah, and just, that was In a great. Yeah, that was great. That that's that that's the stuff. That's how you that, make the through line. That's, that's how that works. I loved it. I I really did like that a lot. Um, and um, then they ruin it right away with Mia coming back, another BS MacGuffin that we're trying to chase after, 
and uh, and Han getting roped back into this. And, With a daughter? Question mark. No, he's like a he's like a uh, uh, surrogate. No, that's a wrong. Stepdad. Uh, like yeah, like a like a foster parent. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you. So that happens. So she's existing during Tokyo Drift. No, no, no. I think this happened after Tokyo. No. I don't think it did. Yeah. No, no, Mr. no, no. Mr. Nobody doesn't. saved Han. No. And then he went to work for Mr. Nobody and went and stole the thing. No, no, yes, no, no, no. Yes, no. yes, No, I don't think so. I yes. think. No, because I literally think he goes and steals that chip or pin or whatever the fuck it is that she's supposed to hang on to. It's in her DNA, which is not, I don't think how those things work. Because um, he was saying he was getting too hot. That's how he was saved. So he was away protecting her afterwards. He was held up somewhere that whole time, not doing anything with her. I'm almost positive. No, I don't think so. I think I don't think so. I think that he stole it after he went to work afterwards. I think I'm right. I, I think you're not. I it, think that it you're doesn't wrong. matter because we have way too much to discuss to argue about this. Let's instead talk about of everything we've talked about in ten movies. The scene that literally made me stand up on my chair and make me explode. What do you when what do you Dom mean? goes to visit? I think the character's name is Bobby, Michael Rooker's character, who looks exactly the fucking same except he cut his hair. And talk about how he knows he took Jacob in and wants to know where he is, yada yada yada. And of course, how does how did Dominic Toretto talk to anybody over a beer? <laughs> so Bobby gives him the old trusty Corona, and I'm just sitting there waiting for it because of course he hands it to Dom. Dom grabs it as only he can by the fucking neck. No, I don't think that's what happened. I think he grabbed it normally. No, 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 Samantha, no. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) He grabbed it by the neck and he held it there, and he didn't even drink it. Don't ruin the fucking punchline of the thing. He just stands there, holding this beer by the neck, as Michael Rooker continues to talk to him. And then he leaves and puts the beer down and doesn't drink it after opening it. It wasn't like he was handed the beer as it was open and refused to drink it. He was given a beer and opened it no, intending no, no. to drink it. No, no, no. The beer was open. No, he, he did. Di- yes, the beer was open. I'm gonna put pa- the scene on. I Put the scene on. And then as he's leaving, you see Michael Rooker drinking a beer like a normal human being in the background. Put the scene on. No, I'm not doing it right now. I will trust me; it's going to happen as soon as this podcast is over. And if I'm wrong, strike me down, God. Oh my gosh! This is how I want to go talking about F nine. Um, and then, well, another problem I have is this movie does what so many sequels do, and I'll give credit to the franchise up to this point that it didn't really do it except for very, very small bits and stretches. Where it does a sequel thing where like, well, let's just split everybody up. Right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. everyone's got to do their own little thing. And the movies have always done that where they pair people off. But they always come back to headquarters. They always come back to the hideout. And it's the family and it's where everyone's been doing, right? But nope. Everyone's separated. You get a surprisingly nice, decent Mia and Letty scene, which I don't think we've had at this point. Yeah, yeah. That scene was fine. And, and then when the fight in, scene. When they're in Tokyo and they discover Han's uh, wonderkind. Um, <laughs> and then we finally bring the Tokyo Drift guys in. 
we get Big Bow Wow. <laughs> we get old skinny Lucas Black, and we get some other. We, we his name is Earl. It's the the guy from Better Luck Tomorrow who I like, who's awful in this. Yeah, he's really distracting. It's like we had to bring him back. We couldn't just got yeah. fucking Twink and yeah. and then they're doing Southern Man. Then they're doing Rocket. They're putting rockets on cars. Rockets on cars. And at no point when they're doing this is it ever, like, proposed or mentioned, like, oh, it's for the purposes of, like, space travel, right? They're just doing no, it they're for... Just, they're, they're trying to break the, the, the sound barrier. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Exactly. But they're just doing it, right? Thankfully, Heron, Helen Mirren shows up and it looks like Vin Diesel wants to blow her back out. Uh... <laughs> Or vice versa, I don't fucking just, know. She's just being cool, having fun. They're in this little ass purple Lamborghini, I think. And then, and then, then he he confronts Jacob, and Jacob's partner Otto. Don't get me started on that fucking guy. I got. I wrote a note here. I said, "Are are we supposed to assume?" No, <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Those two are not together. Are we supposed to assume that, they, like, how did they start working together? I think it was said Jacob Toretto was like a, um, like an undercover agent for Mr. Nobody. And he went rogue. Right. Sure. But where's Otto fit into it? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Because they're <laughs> blowing each other probably. No, I feel like they were gay. There's no... And this is covering up. This movie is so bad that you were forced to look into this movie as deep as you looked into it. Well, because then, cause then you have... So then you have the scene at the, at the mansion that's actually like the embassy. So then they... they Call Interpol and get Dom arrested because he's trespassing on this foreign property and yep. threatening that, whatever. And then huge swerve is fucking Queenie's girls fucking. Yeah, you couldn't even say a name, right? Because it's so most stupid. Absurd scene. No, no, no. We're not there yet. The most absurd scene's coming up. It's the most absurd cameo ever. That we're like, again, it's the Iggy Iggy Azalea thing from fucking Seven. It's just like, who's hot right now? Cardi B? We need a song? Get her on set for a day. Oh, we're going to give her a paragraph? A paragraph to say. I couldn't even understand I mean this in the most respectful way possible. I don't think she knows how to read. (laughs) Because she delivers those lines like she she was just somebody said the line. (laughs) Action. Set the line, action. <laughs> on my LVP list, which she is one of one, two, three, four, five people you have on. Five it, people? Normally I put the person and in parentheses I put kind of what I'm gonna say for the pitch. For hers, my comments in parentheses was what? <laughs> yeah. And that's it. I think that's appropriate. And then It's so minuscule, but I hate if if we don't I, give it to her, I hate that two of my five should have been LVPs at the end of the year. And we wasted on her and Iggy Azalea for these fucking movies. Cause it's it's so bad. Um and then Han comes back. Han's Han's back. It, it's so deflating because the movie's so bad that you want it to happen in a better movie and you want them to have a better reason. But it's so pishod, like, oh I so, you know, uh Mr. Nobody worked magic. Like that's your that's your reason, that's your excuse. They literally have No, he worked magic because he wanted him to work for him. Right, that's working, the but thing. the logistics of it. They show the crash. They show Shaw take Han out. 
They show him, like we saw in the movie, bleeding, suffering in a car upside down. The feet of Shaw walks by, and then Han's just gone. And then he's standing with nobody, with not a scratch on him, and it's fine. So are we to assume that wasn't actually Han? Did they Whose body did, did Dom bring back in Furious 7? How, who, are, who, are the, who are these people burying? <laughs> how, how, who were we burying here? I'm sweating. I'm going to take a shower after this. <laughs> um, we get a long-ass chase where fucking John Cena is just fucking running a zip line like Tim Robinson on a reality show. That's a joke just for Rich. Um, and then, haha, Ramsey doesn't know how to drive. While the other two are sitting right there, it's just a big fucking... Snore of an action scene, which also leads to an unbelievably huge letdown of of a fight scene between Cena and Diesel. I was like, at the very least, this fight scene is going to be great. Not just going to go through some walls. Yeah, but but I think you missed a very important part of what Ramsey was driving. And it it was an electromagnetic truck. The, Uh, The MVP of this movie are magnets. That was so strong that it would, you know, have all of the the metal items, obviously, like, uh, attracted to it and flow to it, like bikes, everything, right? Uh, And then this electromagnetic truck at one point is so strong that it pulls a car from another lane through a building... Mm -hmm. Into it. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to believe that that's something that happens. Uh, uh, Ludacris's character even says in this movie, like, I have looked at, like, military-grade magnets, all this, not even as strong as this. That's how absurd this is. <laughs> that they made this ultra-strong, super-magnetic magnet for the purpose of what? What was the purpose of it? What did it do again? I couldn't tell you. Couldn't fucking tell you. Because, because this this is also the same franchise that uh, pulled a vault out of a wall. Yeah, through with the some streets. Yeah, and race, yeah. Yeah, and race it through the streets. Mm-hmm. And now we have an electromagnetic truck. Samantha, a half an hour later, there was a Pontiac or whatever fucking kind of car it was in fucking space. Like, literally oh, I in know. orbit. Yeah, it was in orbit. Yes. That so, happened. Exactly, that burp. Whatever you say doesn't fucking matter. I, just, I literally almost started becoming a... Uh, I don't even know the words. I'm, words have escaped me. I think I'm having a heart attack again. Not again. I, when I, had, I had bad indigestion earlier in the week and I thought I was having a heart attack for like five minutes. I was like, no, your throat won't feel that way. It's just bad indigestion. I can't have good bacon anymore. Uh, <laughs> which was that the same day we watched this movie? Yes, I think <laughs> oh, it was God. this movie. Okay, so the indigestion was from F9, not the bacon. I'm going to have bacon again. Um, yeah, the, the, every, like the flashbacks make no sense. Jacob working for Mr. Nobody makes no sense. Hahan's surprise makes no sense. It's just dumb. And then we get the scene where, like, the hideout is found, 
and the Batcave hideout. The Bat. Well, because they because they catch Jacob. Jacob's put behind the dumbest cell ever. It's just the walls <laughs> that move. Um, and of course, uh, they come to rescue him and save him. It's this big kerfluffle. Vin Diesel is fighting twenty people at once. Why are you crying? Because I'm just so <laughs> upset. Framing on your face. Vin Diesel just flexes and brings this entire room down with yeah. him. Yeah, and, that, and he falls to his death. He he. But of course, he lands in water. And then I. And water is obviously his his MacGuffin. Stop saying MacGuffin. <laughs> Hand to God, the worst scene no, no, no. in this franchise's oh, history. Yes. This scene reminded me is the Vin Diesel underwater. Perpetual flashback. <laughs> this is the, this is the same scene as the Jupiter ascending, Channing Tatum smelling. No, it's not. Stop con- bringing that up. Conceptually, it's the same. You're obnoxious. I have no. To. It is the same scene as many other scenes we saw in the movie because we're flashing back to things we've already flashed back to, just in a different context. No, he's it's, all a, of a, sudden, it's a different perspective. Yeah, he just because he's about all to drown. About perspective, Cause, man. Because he's drowning, he's just remembering things from a different a different point of view, and it's horrendous. His sacrifice into flashback in water. Like, put those things together in a sentence and tell me the flashback sacrifice in water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean, that checks out. Um, And then, of course, he's uh, Letty dives and saves him. I don't know how deep that fucking was. I'm not sure either. But she saves him, and then they come up with this plan. And here's the. And then they hijack. No, no, wait, 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 wait. I have to, I have to say this exact line. Okay, say it again. Say it. When they're talking about the plan. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it's Roman or Tej who realizes what the proposition is here of, yeah, but we would need the satellites in orbit. We we can't, you know, put a car into space and go in orbit. And Vin Diesel looks right through his fucking soul and goes, that's exactly what we're going to do. And I'm like, what? We are? Why? And that should be like, it, it was joked about leading up to it, and it's still kind of cool and kind of funny. Man. <laughs> just no. It just, we can't, we can't, I, I turned to Tommy Lee Jones to Jim Carrey and Batman Forever. I cannot condone your buffoonery. I just cannot do it anymore, movie. I'm done. I tap out. You've made me quit. You've made me quit. Even at the belief that Lucas Black's character knows how to fly a plane. <laughs> that was the least believable and, part. And, and the belief that Bow Wow can fit into the side seat. I did like if they were going to put any characters up there. I liked sure. Tej and Roman being up there. Sure. If you got to put and anybody then, up there, you got to put them up there. And then you have the, the continuation of this invincible nonsense um, that eventually leads to a... A wonderful, uh, motivating speech by Roman, who who up to this point has always been very self-serving, uh, very much looking out for himself, right? But but if it wants to go out, if he's going to go out, he's going to go out on top of the world, literally, right? Because they're in space. Well, not literally. They're 
out of they're going to go out out of this world. They're not on top of the world. They're no, not on top of anything. They were like in the frame. They were on top of the world because like they were above. You could see the the earth uh, under them. I hate you. Go that on. was the frame. Nope. The framing. I hate you. So what a speech! And then they ram into the satellite, right? Destroy it, and survive. And survive. Like it was nothing. No scratch on them. By the way, uh, they used NOS in fucking space. Well, yeah. Can't you use NOS anywhere? What's NOS made of? NOS? Ni- nitrogen, oxygen. S- Sulfur? I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't know. fucking know what NOS is. I don't know either. But maybe it oh, works I, well I in space. What is NOS made of? From GearJunkie.com. The NOS ripstop nylon shell is treated with a water-resistant finish. Thanks? What the fuck No, it's like? nitrous oxide. Oh, like so, laughing gas? Nitrous oxide is uh, what it says here. <laughs> Great. I'm, I'm glad also you know. It's called laughing gas. <laughs> oh, it is laughing gas. Yeah. It, yes, that's what it says. It, NOS is nitrous oxide. Uh, why is it banned? It can cause long-term neurological damage. Hey, you get, we know that uh, about dentistry. <laughs> well, do uh, NOS in cars. Oh, yeah. Look here. Uh, is it... Uh, it is not illegal to use in automobiles on the federal level. Uh, you can boost your engine using nitrous oxide, but there are some state-specific laws that make it illegal to use. Great. Cool. Can't wait for the Supreme Court to ruin that, too. But um, wait a second. I'm just very confused. The thing that makes the cars go so fast... Is laughing gas. Is laughing gas. I... Take deduct a point from every movie. I have, <laughs> I have, I have been made a fool, uh, and I uh, don't appreciate it. Can I just say I love you to death? But over the past thirty minutes, you've just worn down, and you look like hell. <laughs> you look, I you look like you. Have been I want to go beaten to, up by this movie. I want to go to sleep. <laughs> well, we're almost done. Uh, no, we're not. We have so much more. Well, to the talk movie, about. the movie. Well, we're reaching the culmination again. It's another long culmination because Roman and Tez are in space. Uh, we have more magnet play than ICP can shake a fucking stick at. Fuck uh, there's a random fucking magnets everywhere. Cena is randomly double crossed for really no apparent reason except no, for the fact that we need that... him to be a good guy by the well, end of the movie. And then because Cipher, Cipher convinced is, Otto is now to... the bad guy. Yeah, again. Uh, Look, At this I'm point, I, I wrote down, I'm so this, upset. this movie is actively harming me. Like, I started to feel pain while watching this movie. Well, yeah. And then, yeah, you passed the kidney stone. No, I'd already um, passed it. <laughs> um, and then you have, and then you have a family reunion. Well, well no. Then you the, have the, the plain. Yeah, we, we finally think that we've, so we finally think that we've killed fucking Cypher off. But nope. She's just doing the fucking sovereign drone thing and is fine in some fucking hangar somewhere. And I'm like, just kill her off, please. She doesn't add anything to this movie. She's so distracting from every fucking scene she is really staring. It it was really unnecessary in terms of... Why are we going all in on her? The story, right. Like, it it really didn't bring anything to it. Um, Yeah. Then you have... Then you have the the barbecue. the family reunion. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I was talking about the family reunion with, like, the brothers. Like, uh, Jacob oh, and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Jacob and uh, he gets a ten Dom. second car and gets the flea again. Yeah, and then after again after fucking everything, after I got him, I can make it. Whatever bullshit this, line he said. Well, and also, like, does Dom even say anything to him about kind of realizing that he didn't actually kill his dad? Because, like, in the midst of this flashback, when Dom's realizing that. that Jacob didn't realize what his dad had asked him to do, his dad was on hard times, all this stuff, stuff that Jacob was basically saying to his face almost. There's no, like, make good of, like... Hey, I'm sorry I forced you into this life for the past um, yeah. 20 years. Yep, yep, yep. It's just here nope. the keys get going. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. No, nothing. I, again, there's um, a precedent set here. They let him I, get I, away. I right, right. But it's a different layer. Meanwhile in space, the min- <laughs> Meanwhile in space. The minions were there. They looked like minions. That's what they were called when they were rescued by the other uh, space when the station. International Space Station rescued this guy who f- ten movies Roman. ago was just eating chips. Yes. Sorry, that's on eating apples, wanting to eat the chips. Um, and then reunited with the son. That's Vin Diesel's actual son. By oh, the is way. it really? It's his actual real kid life already, son. Kid has already surpassed him as an actor. <laughs> real life son for a three year old. I was like, this kid's all right. He was fine. He was fine. He he took him to the track. Where his grandfather died, the son's the 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 son's grandfather, not Dom's grand. Dom's dad died. Is it bad that I thought like when he was like this is where why I used to race with the grandpa? I was gonna be like he died here. Yeah, <laughs> like, like he's three. Give him. Some- geez, Louise. And then boom, they're rebuilding the Toretto house because yep. it it exploded in one of the last movies. The Tokyo Drift reunion was nice, and it was also good to see them like finally. <laughs> Fully welcomed into the fold, into the family. Like, they they were like they were like the redheaded stepchildren. Yeah, it sh- I feel like it should have been more emotional because you figure how much time has technically passed. Although it's hard to tell, Lucas Black looks to be the oldest person involved, <laughs> and I think only ten years have passed since this has happened at most. Well, it has been twenty years since the first one, like in real life. Right, but like he so since Tokyo Drift, it had been in real world times. 13 years? Because you figured this was made yeah. in 2019. Cool. He you looks know like he'd age 30 sure, years. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, in 13 years, Jillian will be 20. <laughs> like, 13... I'll be, I'll be approaching 50. Yes. What if I just throw up right there? Good. Throw up. Ooh. We'll have done another, we'll have done another like 600 episodes in this podcast. That's We'll gross. be halfway done with our movies. That's, <laughs> gross. That's gross. Of the movies that we have now. Um, and the bar- mm-hmm. the final barbecue is a fine ending. Only one of the two dudes is there. The other guy is like running a bad restaurant in New York City, which meant they had one day to shoot this barbecue, and that guy wasn't available. Yeah. Uh, but also, so I appreciate them keeping Brian alive in the story. But like, why even give us the hope? Like, why even? Right. I I, I mean. Is he coming out with both of the kids? We haven't even seen Mia's kids. Sit no. At all. And we saw how he could barely even drive it. As Brian probably poisoned them kids a couple times on accident. I'm <laughs> just saying. Uh, I, I, I get yeah. that he's in it. It just feels... 
honestly, it felt for the first time to be a little exploitative and not like, look, we know this movie sucks, but we're going to get you guys in the feels because we're going to see Brian's car yeah. and Brian coming in. That's how we're going to end the movie. Yeah. But it could have, we didn't know. It was Brian. Could Jacob have popped out? Who knows? Well, no, because it's a blatantly Brian's yes, car. Yes, I'm aware. Yeah. But my, my note on this was, holy hell, what a preposterous movie. I think that's the best way to describe it. And that's saying something from what we've just unpacked over the course of... Three like hours. Seven hours. Well, I'm talking about the whole franchise. Oh. But this movie triples down on it while also going back to so many wells that are dry where it ends up just feeling very dry. And the thing you're waiting for the whole fucking movie, once you know the Han's coming back, happens in the fucking post-credits, which is when... Shaw is beating up some dude in a punching bag and immediately Look, like, okay, cool, I'm like, great. Good. Yeah, I'm I happy. love it. I'm like, I'm in it. And then Han's like, at his that, door. That is something, yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. Yeah, I want to see this happen. Right. Again, this movie in the last two minutes was like, we know we're going to eat your fast X. Ha Brian's alive, which you knew, but we're going to show you Brian's car and uh, the Shaw, Han and Shaw uh, face off. Yeah. Stick around, fuckers. Uh, the other thing about Brian's thing was they literally said earlier on in the movie, like, I know who can help. And I'm like, no, we can't. We can't. Brian's, you know. With the kids. Doing because thing. Mia was there. Yeah. Mind you, these people have millions of dollars. They can't hire a babysitter. We can't. Shay Wiggum's character, the Stasiak guy who's doing favors, whose nose is still messed up for some reason. Brian's still earlier. beating him up. What you mean? Hey, can you come over? You need help with a babysitter? I just want to punch you in the face one more time. What you mean? They're keeping him alive. It's been a few years. Can I just fucking give you one right to the schnoz? Um, yeah, this movie is absolute fucking bunk. It sucks. It is, in my opinion, the worst of the franchise. You think that this is worse? I think this is worse than Too Fast, Too Furious. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then too because Fast, too, too Fast, Too Furious... I get the benefit of doubt of it being their second go around. Here, this is just hubris, and I don't even know. Like I said earlier, I think the production thing in the beginning does play into account that there are forces and, and hands on this that just don't know what they're doing, and they've just run out of ideas. I think it's pretty apropos. This is Justin Lin's last Fast and Furious movie ever. Well, I mean, he quit FX, at, or Fast 10, like, really early in a production. Because he's like, I just can't fucking do it. Another thing I want to shout out, so this, I think, is the only time... Oh, no, it would be... So the first, the first podcast we did, you figure there's three distinct directors. Uh, I forget who the fucking first guy is. I always forget. Um, and then the second movie, of course, is John Singleton and then Justin Lin. The, the middle four are all Justin Lin. And in this, we had F. Gary Gray. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw is David Leach, who's done a lot of really cool badass movies, including, including Atomic Blonde. Kind of has become known as, like, a, one of the better action directors. And then we go back to Justin Lin here, but he's just kind of cashed out. <laughs> like, yeah. I find it funny that he's name-dropped in the back of the package, and I'm like, he's, he doesn't want to own this. Like, yeah, don't put his name he, on he's, it. He's, 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 he's done. Um, MVP. I already said I'm willing to give a look to Young Dom, but I don't think you would be too keen on that. No, I think it was too distracting. I did not agree. 
It's distracting visually. I don't think you're necessarily distracting with the actual performance. But I'm willing to hear you out. Who else do you have? I only have one other person. For M- MVP. MVP? MVP. <sighs> I mean, that's difficult. Oh, and this movie is very hard. I feel like there were, you know, uh, potentials, uh, no- nothing that really stuck. You obviously did not like Roman's invincibility. I have Roman on my LVP. I had Tyrese on my LVP list. It's not going to be him. But yeah. I just um, reached the no point. There's a point of no return with him. He's just a whiny, annoying distraction more often than not in the movie. Sure. And I just don't like sure. it. Um, I mean. But it's not, it's not him I, either way. I, I think Helen Mirren does a great job. Uh, she's in she's it. not in it enough. She's That's in the one problem in every scene, single one scenes. we talked about. Yeah. Han, I don't. I think Han's my other one because I mean, it's refreshing to have him back. He's always good. They somehow fucked that up by not giving him enough. I to know. Do. That's what I was gonna say. He was too subdued, but not yeah. not him, not his performance. The character, like yeah, the character, was... was very subdued, especially like. He has this ward, right? L, like he, who he's protecting, but I liked her too. Never, I did. I liked her too. It never heightened really. No. Like, like he never got to do his thing. Like he had a couple of things. Like, oh, nice, nice uh, clubhouse. Like, you know, some of his his things, and he's like eating the chips and sure. whatever. But in this yeah, movie, to never, me, that might be all you need to do. It never reached the levels that I think he was able to reach in Tokyo Drift. Did anybody? N- n- no. But. Give me an answer. But you also don't have The Rock in it. You also don't have Jason Statham in it. Sure. So. You don't have Paul Walker? Yeah. Sure. Give me somebody else then. I don't know. The only two I got. Okay. Is either Young Dumb or Han. Because um. it's not Vin. Vin Vin is just you. You say that Young Dom is a character, a caricature. That's I think why I give him credit because how can you even caricaturize something that is so past the point of where he started? Like he is. He's also a lot more verbose and talkative in this movie. I feel like mm. and having to emote more. The fact that I don't have him on my LVB list, I think it's just a sign of respect of getting to this point. Sure. With this franchise. Um, yeah. Everybody else, like, Letty's not doing much. Tyrese's a distraction. Luda's fine. But, you know, I, I maybe make a Ramsey case. I think she had more to do and she had some more lines and she always nails them. But again, it's kind of, you know, really? Is that who the best part of the movie is? Yeah. You know? I... I Kind of like we did for Furious 7, giving an honorary one to Paul Walker, even though he was, I think, very, very good in that movie. Uh, I, I think I could do the same case for Han here in terms of, okay, he's back. We've missed him. He still got his pitch to a certain extent. Okay. I, 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 don't have any, I don't have another answer. I don't think there's anybody else in this movie that's even good. Sure. So we're going to go with Sun Kang? Uh, yes. Alright, so that's his third MVP. So he's creeping up there. Not the, I don't think he's been in a, another movie. <laughs> so I think that's where he's going to max out is at three. Um, but uh, that's who I was referencing earlier. So 
the two multi-time MVPs for this podcast were Dwayne Johnson and Sun Kang. Who, I, I think if you were to poll people, who are your most favorite Fast and the Furious characters not named Dominic Toretto, I think those two are going to be the next two answers. Yes, I agree. LV fucking P. I have a fucking list. Let's go through it. I already said, well, I, most of them I've already said. I said Tyrese. It's not him. I said Earl, the the friend, the other Tokyo Drift guy. It's not him. I, I don't like Cena in this movie. It, it's not Cena either. I, it, to me, it'd be one of the other two. We talk about Vin's facial expressions and fate. Half the time, Cena looks like someone shit on set. Yeah. Like, he has this poo-poo face. <laughs> What's he have? Poo-poo face. <laughs> what? At every thought the or action. Poo-poo paper. Uh, do poo-poo paper. <laughs> it's doo-doo paper, but you know what I mean. Uh, he's never, like we talked about it earlier, he's a, he's a comedian. He's you see, a comedian. He's the best part of the gag reel because he's just riffing. Yeah. Cena's, Cena's one of the best improvisers in the world. I, I agree. And I think that's what it was. Like, not that he can't play that kind of role, but I think we had similar thoughts. He can't play that role. We, we had scared. similar thoughts in the Marine. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's why his, that's why his acting career he, didn't take off until he started doing, like, Trainwreck and, and fucking Peacemaker. Sisters and Peacemaker. Yes. Like, when Cena when was the Marine in 12 rounds. and When he's allowed to be funny and yeah. be him even if it's with the action stuff it's infinitely better yeah he's just he can't be put in a box he's not that guy he can't be restrained yeah even that said i'm prone to go with either cardi b because again oh I, I i look i said the same thing for Iggy Azalea. i, I forgot don't, she was in this i movie. don't care if one line or a paragraph is all that it is if it's that bad and that distracting that's least valuable by definition. Yeah, you're right. You're right. My actual answer is Otto. Oh, he was bad. What this movie franchise did not need was a sassy villain. <laughs> a sassy who, German. A sassy German reference dropping effeminate villain. <laughs> he was. But were they gay though? Because of him, probably. Oh, God, I just gave myself a sore throat yelling about this guy. <laughs> Throughout, we've had a lot of bad villains. Fucking, uh, what's his tits, Cole Hauser. <laughs> we had, uh, fuck, I just go through the list, because how many of them have been the LVP of this movie? Um, I like the guy from Tokyo Drift. Uh, oh, excuse me. Gina Carano, Ronda Rousey. I don't know what it is. St. Christopher Huju. To me, that guy was just just bring just have Cipher back. Like what? Just like that would have been a cool reveal if it seems like Jacob is masterminding and doing this all on his own, and then all of a sudden Cipher comes in. Like that makes sense. Not having her be a third wheel on the fucking side lines until you need her to assume it. Like so you can turn him. Yeah. What What was the fucking point of that guy? Besides getting into a weird uh, argument about uh, what characters they were. What, what, what was the argument they were arguing about? She, he was like, oh, I'm not uh, 
oh, Star Wars characters. Oh, yeah, he's Yoda. Yeah, he's Yoda, and, and uh, so-and-so is Chewbacca. Hey, can you all just be the fucking Death Star and blow up? I'm just fucking done with it. So he would be my actual vote, which okay. is saying something that that guy can be the worst part of this godforsaken movie. Okay. Oh, good luck. What's his name? Oh, I looked at this earlier, and I'm already dreading reading it again. Hold on. This guy is, of course, Thu Erstad Rasmussen. Um, yeah, this fucking asshole. A son of a rich... And they keep building up his dad. What? Never meet his dad. No. Nope. Couldn't run Reynolds. I would have been fine with it. Because at least they built up with something that was actually fucking happening. Um. Yeah. This is... This. This offends me. This movie, <laughs> this movie fucking offended me. Bad Bunny was in this movie? Says Puerto Rican rapper Bad Bunny appears as Lookout, but Lookout's capitalized like a character name. Yeah, maybe that was the character's this name. This movie's so bad I didn't notice Bad Bunny. Yeah, you didn't notice Bad Bunny. Good lord. You didn't notice Bad Bunny was in it. Let me see here. Yeah, Bad Bunny's in it. Fucking shitty. What's your score to this fucking thing? It was subpar. Uh, I'm going to give it a three. I'm giving it a two. It's... It ha- even the things you watch a Fast and Furious movie for. Cool car chases, cool action pieces, preposterous situations within reason. This movie has none of it. It has just totally lost its way. This movie is what I thought all these movies were going to be. And had they been, I probably would have honestly quit about five in. I would have been like... Samantha, we're wasting our time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like bad movies, but I have a point. These are terrible. These are bad for the sake of being bad. So this is going to be a 2.5, am I correct? Yes. All right, so our let me write these down, and I will give everybody our final rankings for the Fast and the Furious franchise. Allow me to quickly write and... Right, legibly, because I know you'll yell at me at the end of the year when you're using this as your cheat sheet. Yes. For uh, the, the podcast. So we have uh, from worst to best, cumulatively mm-hmm. F9, Too Fast, Too Furious, Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious 6, The Fast and the Furious, and then we have a three way tie between Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. The Fate of the Furious, and Hobbs and Shaw. I think that's that's accurate. Then we have Fast Five, and then Furious Seven. Did I missed one? I don't think I did. No. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yes, that is, that is accurate. I will probably never watch half of these again. <laughs> like, it is good now to having watched them because, like, if they were on cable, like, I'll totally throw Fast Five or Furious 7. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Shaw. Like, absolutely. I'll throw those fucking things on and have a, and have a grand time. But uh, besides that, some of the rest of them, man, I just can't fucking do it. Um, well, it is time. To finally draw something off of our big ass movie list. Uh, next week we will be tackling Little Women, your nominated movie. 
And then uh, the week after that, we're going to be getting right into this before we get into Halloween season. So, Samantha, will you pull up the random number generator, which yes. we've been using for Pokemon Stadium 2. We have. Which you don't know if it's available on a, on a Nintendo Switch. Uh, two, 1 to 2003. 1 to 2003. Yeah, we, I've bought a, lot, bought a lot of movies as of late, so we're up to 2003 okay. movies. real quick though, Bad Bunny. Yeah. The race between young Dom and Jacob when he makes him go. Oh, he was so he's like, yeah, okay. The look out there. That's God. that's that's So there's no chance of him coming back in future movies cuz he was part of their past like 20 20 to 90 years ago maybe. based on the time frame. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah. so wait. Two, 1 to 2003. 2003. That was a bad year for me. Mm-hmm. 637. 637. I was all the way at the bottom, so give me a moment. 637 is a movie we've already done, Frankenhood. So give me another one. Okay, next so I'm one. I'm using the master list. God 1577. Damn it. 1577. 1577 is, drum roll please... Movie we've already done, Shawshank Redemption. All right, next one is 800. 800. Should we make a rule that if this happens three times in a row, we just pick whatever the closest movie is? Sure. 800 is, oh God. Oh no. I don't like that reaction. I believe this is a direct-to-DVD kids movie I bought at Big Lots. Cool. The movie is called The Hero of Color City. Gross. And I am correct. It is a uh, UK computer animated musical adventure comedy film that uh, was, quote unquote, at the end of this uh, Wikipedia article, panned by critics. <laughs> cool. The uh, voice cast includes Christina Ricci, Sean Astin, Owen Wilson, Rosie Perez, Craig mm-hmm. Ferguson, Wayne Brady. Now I know why you bought it. Yep. It's about uh, uh, crayons who uh, are alive. Is Wayne Brady the black crayon? Because I wouldn't is put the a blue crayon. Oh well, I was gonna say that's a missed opportunity. <laughs> that's the only thing I'm talking about this movie. Wayne Brady is blue, a blue crayon who also likes to draw stuff. <laughs> this is gonna be great. It'll be a movie we can watch with Jillian that she will love. That will unfortunately then have to watch. <laughs> fucking and nauseam. There is a black crayon. Is the actor black? Please tell me no. Okay, good. He's white. All right, that's a good thing. No, it's not. Why? Why? You can't have a white person play a no, black No, because character. I imagine a movie like this that came out ten years earlier, the black crayon would be voiced by, like, fucking, uh, I don't know, Earthquake. He's like, why I gotta be the black crayon? Oof. <laughs> That's, <laughs> that might not make air. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Look, it's been two and a half hours. I'm exhausted. Give me that one, please. Okay. Thank you. And thank you for listening to this episode of Married with Movies and listening to us lose our goddamn minds going through this pot, this franchise's history. Uh, we are part of Arcade Audio for now, uh, taking a line from RJ Hates Rap. Uh, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe while you're at it. Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio for bonus content. Facebook.com slash MarriedMovies at MarriedWMovies on Twitter, MarriedMovies at gmail.com. That was what you think of the show. For me, at your host, Mom 38 on Instagram. For you, with, at Jam with your Sam. Like I said, next week is Little Women. Then we'll have the uh, the hero of, was it the hero of Color City? It's the hero of Color City. And then uh, after that, we will uh, start Halloween month with 
uh, Birdemic 2 and 3. God damn it. And we were thinking we were going to have enough things for the bad categories. <laughs> then we have Psycho. Alfred Hitchcock Psycho. You know, one of the, the most thrilling movies ever. And then uh, whatever you're going to nominate and whatever I'm going to nominate for uh, Spooky Season, which I'll nominate my movie next week and then okay. get to nominate yours after. Oh, great. Uh, well, actually, you know what we should probably do is next week we should both go ahead and nominate in advance because that way... The way we're doing it, it's going to be back-to-back weeks. Um, so you'll just have to, so be prepared next week. We're both going to nominate movies. Uh, I need to nominate a... A, 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 a movie appropriate Halloween for Halloween. Movie, yes, okay. Yes. Movie appropriate for the Halloween season. Okay. Um, and then you won't have to nominate anything again until Ever? next year. Oh. Basically, we have this schedule. Well, you'll have to pick your birthday movie. That's just, you pick a movie to watch. But I can pick anything. As long as we haven't watched it, as long as it's one movie, yeah. But anything. That we own, yes. It could have been already we've, nominated. We've literally done this every year. Just making sure yeah, that the it, rules it haven't be, changed. Could be something that was nominated, yes. I, it's it's been two hours and thirty five minutes. I'm and asleep. Yeah, I'm not changing the rules at this point on you. I don't know. You could Fast and Furious movie do it apparently. So Nas is laughing. I still can't get over the fact that Loss is Nas is laughing. See, now I want the dentist from Little Shop fucking driving cars on that shit. <laughs> I can't get over this. No, did everyone know now. this? Did everybody know that this was the case? I totally didn't know. <laughs> when you said it, I was like, oh, fuck. I should be reacting bigger to this, but I have to save my energy for all the other shit I'm going to yell about in this movie. Uh, yeah, my mind. Is blown. that what's in that Nuss drink? Oh, is it? No. <laughs> that's what's in Four Loco. <laughs> ah, that's what's in that uh, Prime Logan Paul drink. Oh, that's why it tasted like shit. Yeah, I tried it. I was like, ah, maybe, yeah, maybe it's good. And I was like, no, this sucks. I, mean, I took like two, two sips. Gross. Yeah. For a mullet. This is mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Flash the movies. Family. What'd you say? I said family. 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 You're doing family. I'm sleeping. <laughs> We've watched so many of these things in so such close proximity. Just having nightmares about family. My brain has melted. Don't worry, that'll happen in these movies eventually. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.